Hey, Patriots fans, if you want to see Toyota's best offers, including those not seen on TV, go to buyatoyota.com. It's Toyota's official website for deals from the official vehicle of the New England Patriots. You know what I'm thinking? Toyota. Let's go places. And now some of, some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's original podcast. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. Uh, uh, Jeff's in New Bedford. What's stars up, Jeff? Put butts in seats. Okay. Hey, how you doing, guys? Do you know who we drafted since Mac Jones has been a uh, been a Patriot on the offensive side? Yeah. Trey Nixon, Demario Douglas, Keyshawn Booty, and Tyquan Thornton. Close okay, close. that's the weapons. What about Ramondre Stevenson? Belichick. Like the Harlem Globetrotters and the Washington General. Yeah, he beat you with Parker. Who's Patrick Mahomes' third down back? Jarek McKinnon, he's pretty good. Oh, really? Yeah. What's he got? 12 catches? Oh, he's great last year in the playoffs. Who's, who's Joe Burrow's third down back? I, I, okay. Is his name you, Jeff? Jeff? All this stuff about Mac is... is, is, is he didn't produce. Look at it. Go back and look at it and tell me the, show me the production. I don't disagree with... I don't, I don't disagree with his point. No, no one can even talk except for you. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Jeff, Jeff listen. Uh, well, Jeff. Jeff. No, Jeff. Jeff, 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 Jeff. Jeff, that's fine. Hold, hold Jeff. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You talk, then Fred talks. You talk, and Fred talks. You can't just talk all the time. Jeff. No one can hear anything. Jeff. It's just you. Oh, he hung oh. Oh. oh, what wow. a call. This is Patriots Unfiltered. Presented by Toyota's official website for deals, buyatoyota.com. That was Patriots Unfiltered yesterday. Uh, no. It pretty much summed up yeah. the day. Yeah, if you didn't hear it, um, you can go back and listen to the whole call. Ooh. Fred desperately trying to I, agree with yeah, Jeff. Anyway. To no avail. Um, but you know what? We're just getting ready for Washington. That's all we're doing. That's all we're doing today. Under the you know? commanders. That's right. Yeah, we're just commanders. getting ready for Washington. Uh, that was the refrain today from Bill Belichick. Uh, a lot of people wanted to talk about trade deadline and personnel and all that stuff but with the general manager of the team yeah they want to talk about that we're focused on washington that's right yeah and i'm not sure washington's focused on playing football anymore yeah they they trade away they're tra- trading away key pieces yesterday and uh apparently to play their young guys which according to billy can understand because he thinks they're pretty good um but you know, it is what it is. This looks like a game that the Patriots should win. That comment stood out to me. He was like, oh, so when you feel like you don't really have anything going that season, you just kind of restock and play your young guys a lot? Like, is that what we're doing too, Bill? I don't know. Yeah, but we're, we, we're not doing that. No, I mean, no, we're doing it by default because guys are hurt. Right. But we're not know, We're not talking forced, about personnel. Right forced now, to do it. Yeah. Oh, my, my apologize. All right, if there's something to talk about, we'll talk about it. If there's um, nothing to talk about, we won't talk so about Bill it. So Bill talked today. Uh, <laughs> And then Mac Jones just got off the podium uh, a little while ago. I got to say something about. I know we we like to people like to pile on Mac and all this stuff. And they do. Did you you listen to that call? You know (laughs) Mac and Roe and all and all this. But for for everything that's going on with him and the stuff around him, you know he puts on a good face for the most part at these press conferences. You know, like he doesn't come out, you know, dour and down. He's he's upbeat. I got to hand it to him. He's got to be kind of used to it, like you know. I mean, he's just 
it sounds a lot the same. I mean, even like his post game press, press conferences kind of are all just sounding like the same. I know, story, but you know, and he, he does it with a smile on his face. I, I, and I, I think, it, yeah, I think at this point though, you just you kind of realize where you're at, and you go up there, you put on a happy face, you know that they're not going to grill you I too bad. I'm trying to give him a little credit. Yeah. No, I, I mean. I think of everything we've given him credit for was, you know, handling things, you know, fairly well. I mean, I think that there's a couple of different avenues you can take to that. Some things he didn't handle so well last year. Um, right. But, you know, as far as just working hard and, you know, saying kind of the right things and, and all that, yeah, he's, he's doing a good job. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I will say for this, I give him this. He knows what he's doing wrong. Like, he's said every single week uh, after games, my, you know, we ask him questions – and uh, now, I, now I have, you know, a, a cohort with, with, with me and Taylor. So we like, but we both come at him about the film, and and we ask him questions about, you know, what are you seeing downfield on deep throws and uh, the pre-snap stuff and RPOs and this and that. And the other. It, he has all the right answers. He has all the right answers as to what he's doing wrong and how he could improve and uh, where where they're deficient and all these types of things. And I was saying to you guys before we we hit record here, like he just can't fix them like it just seems like he he knows what he needs to do uh but maybe because it's physically he can't yeah. do it he just can't sounds, do it sounds like a coach yeah he just can't fix it, it that that's kind of how it comes across is like if this was like the offensive coordinator saying that the quarterback needs to do x y and z better i'd be like okay yeah like the guy's got them got the right the right mojo and yeah. then but he's the one that has to go out there and execute it it's a good trade for a backup quarterback too you know what's going on. See what you did there. Yeah. Um, wow. We we should mention dark. dark. Some some dark. NFL news that happened overnight in the middle of the night in Vegas, the city that never sleeps. Yeah, uh, Apparently, I'm I'm, I'm not I wouldn't have been surprised if it happened at the end of the season. I am surprised that right now, the Raiders got rid of Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler, by the way. But you know, and Mick Lombardi. Yeah. And Mick Lombardi. And Mick Lombardi yeah. out as OC. Yeah. Wow. So Old I guess friend the uh, Bo Hardigree was. Uh, promoted so it sounds like the final nail in the coffin was starting brian hoyer in that that game a couple weeks ago and i I guess they all wanted to go with aiden o'connell and josh wanted to go with brian hoyer so they started hoyer and hoyer played terribly and hoyered that was kind of the end of that yeah so with four years left on his contract he's a free man raking in the money apparently that's what i mean i'll let paul say it but i mean Take some time. Yeah, really. You don't need money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I know immediate speculation is, is he'll come back. Um, and I don't – I wouldn't rule that out. I mean, he's, I, he's done it before. If I were him, and this is just me, my, my opinion, I, I would take the rest of this year and just decompress. If I was Spend Bill O'Brien, though, family I would be like, no, please no. No, I, I, yeah. I agree. That's, yeah. I don't think it's – we can talk about whether or not the Patriots should do it. Yeah. And I would say no because of what you just said. But – if it's something that everybody's in agreement on and Billy O'Brien, or maybe they, like the last time when he came back, Billy O'Brien was leaving. He was going to Penn State. They knew that. Right. So there's nobody's toes getting stepped on. Exactly. If they know that now, that Billy O's got another job lined up for next year, which I highly, highly doubt they know that right now, then, then by all means, do it again. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. to me, I, I think it's better for Josh. And I'm not saying never come back. I'm saying right now. Just sort of take the rest of the take the last half of the year off, decompress, spend some time with your family. Money's not a factor, and then figure out what your yeah. next move is going to be. You know, especially after last year. Like I would, you know, if someone wanted to pitch like how it could work or you know why to bring Josh in at this point to a two and six team, 
but I think last year we had so many voices in Mac's head and I think that was part of the problem and and you know so you're talking about muddying the message maybe a little bit at this point where I mean I think probably right now what you're thinking is let's continue to try to get Mac to pick up the Billy O offense and not let's bring in Josh and he's going to maybe have his take on it and right. you keep looking I at think the things are going to just be Toyota. Oh, you looking at me? It's like keeps playing. Nobody else here. <laughs> but I, I'd be more interested in, in maybe discussing some of the assistant coaches. You know, I mean, um, I know Evan was bringing up Carn Brasillo, who's the offensive line coach. Who, you know, if things, I, I don't know how things are going with Adrian Clem. We've seen the product on the field. You know, maybe there's some learning curve now, there too. Did he get fired too? No, he's no, still there. but but maybe he'd be out at the, at the end of the year. Maybe at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. You know, yep. I, um, I I'm a big Carn Brasillo guy. I thought. Their best line since Scar left was 21, which was his line. So I think that he's a good line coach, and I would definitely bring him back. And I hear fans that say that, you know, they should move on from this system entirely and, like, we should be looking to, to mm. turn a page here and move into a different world of offense maybe uh, with a different universe. Not keep on bringing back retreads, right, yeah. and just keep rehiring these guys. But I, I think that there's a difference between – pointing out the fact that it's pretty obvious why they would bring Josh McDaniels back. And also agree, I agree with that point that they need to adapt and modernize a little bit on offense. But at the same time, if like Paul said, if Billy O's got an, a job at Michigan state next year yeah. lined up, then and Bill's still the coach here. It's going to be McDaniels. Like that's yeah. just, that's just a fact. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, there's only, a handful of people that really know what the future of this team is or and it ain't us. Yeah. <laughs> it's not us. And so all we're doing right now is spitballing, yeah. you know, and, but I I'm dying to find out what's going to happen at the end of this season. I am too. And I hate it. I hate, I hate, hate, hate being in the position of having to root for the team to lose so that they can get a better draft pick. Like I just, yeah. I think it sucks. Well, you don't have to do that. No, but but you can't. And I'm not yeah, saying I'm not. Have to do that. I'm not saying I'm necessarily rooting I'm gonna for let it. You, I'm going to allow you not to have to do that. Yeah, I'm not, giving you permission. And, I, and I'm not, I, by the way. I appreciate the permission. I decided I'm not. And, I, and I'm not really. But it's just you can't help but feel that pull, you know. And you can't help but feel right now. Every game they win, you're like, great, eh. you know. And that's. I'm not rooting for them to lose in any sense. Like I just, I can't get there ever. But I just hate having that hang over you. That every win is going to have yeah. that like, huh, well, say goodbye to Drake May now. You know, like though, like each week they win. That's it, just it sucks. I hate being in this position. It's like, didn't the Jets like win their last game? The, the Zach year, Wilson year. The the um, to like yeah. get to lose to yeah. lose Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Like that would be a tough one, but that's way down the road. I know. Like but I it's building right now. I can't get to that in in November. Yeah. Now, now that the trade deadline's over, there's a lot of, you know, chatter on the various platforms from the experts that, you know, they're upset with the Patriots because, you know, if you're not going to sell anything, then sign them. You know, if you're not going to sell Uche, if you're not going to sell Duggar, if you're not going to sell Nwenyu, sign them. Yeah. Get it done. Yeah. What, what, what is your yeah. take on that? I think it's all individually case by case. Yeah, in my my view, I I, I would say that uh, that's how I feel about Duggar. I kind of like Kyle Duggar. I think he could be one of your young guys that you could potentially have in, as part of your nucleus. You know, everybody says, well, who other than Christian Gonzalez did it? Well, I think Duggar could be one of those guys. You know, he'd be a fifth year guy next year. Why wouldn't you want to? You know, can, is. Four years, forty million, something like that. Is that outrageous? I don't, I don't do the numbers. Yeah. No, I, I just think that the biggest thing to me is like at some point you have to build 
you can't keep replacing. And yeah. I feel like yeah. this football team has gotten into a problem personnel wise because it's constantly one guy in and one guy out. It, it seems like they're always looking for the perfect player. Yeah. Like someone who's versatile, not high, you know, crazy expensive, but can, you know, be a foundational player because they, they did have those guys like the Teddy Brewskis and things like that. But I don't know. I, it, like, you also had Tom Brady, you know? Yeah. And, and so now you don't. So now you now you need those other players that are going to carry this team. You right. can't yeah. you can't rely on the quarterback. I uh, I printed out a tweet from Zach Cox yesterday, which I just thought summed it up really well. Just a couple highlights from 2014 to 2019. New England selected 19 players in rounds one through three, and none of them signed a second contract with the team. Zero. That let's do that again. 2014 to 2019. 19 players rounds one to three. These are the guys that right now should be. Your core, your leaders, right. zero of so them. So that's six years, six, six years, years of drafts. Right. So the, my question would be there, is is it just bad drafting or is it bad roster management? Or in some cases, both. Because yeah. I, I don't think that uh, – there's But there's a third element, Paul. Drafting, roster management, but also coaching once they get here. Development. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you're right. You're you absolutely right. But my point is, like, if – if you've drafted a guy that you think can play and you're considering giving him a second contract, then my my guess is he developed to a point. So did they always – I wonder just how many guys out of those three rounds and six years of drafts are like Kyle Duggar. I think Kyle Duggar was a good draft pick. A second-round safety who is pretty athletic. I think he's very physical. I still think he struggles a little bit in the passing game, but you know, I think he's a pretty pretty good player. My, my feeling is, they don't have a lot of those, no. in those drafts, and, and the that's, ones they that's did, the bigger problem right. is drafting, not retaining. I, I think they cover that spectrum, Paul. You know, like I think it goes from they drafted guys who were good, like Chandler Jones, that they let go for whatever reason. You know, like it's uh, just a second part to this: the, the second contracts of guys t- post twenty thirteen. Um, Jake Bailey, who was of course cut yeah. one year after he signed. Uh, Joe Cardona, he's a line snapper. Um, James White, now retired. Shaq Mason, traded. We're left with just Dietrich Wise and Juwan Bentley. So, I mean, really, for the last, like, 10 years, those are the two guys that you have to show for all of those drafts. And And it's hard because, like I said, it's case by case. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, like, looking at the – I'm not going to read all of them because there's there's obviously a bunch. But just off the top of my head or at a quick glance, I think really the only guy that you can go back to and be like – I guess there's there's two or three. Uh, one of them is Trey Flowers was a fourth round pick, so we, that's past the cutoff. But he got a big deal from Detroit when Patricia went there, and uh, you know that one I guess is a, a little bit complicated. Uh, obviously Jimmy G, right? A, you know, second round pick in 2014, and then Joe Tooney. You know, those are I, I think are the three guys that were good players that you hit on in the draft that right. didn't weren't retained uh, past their first contract, but. I, I just feel like we're always, you know, it's Kyle Duggar uh, out, Marty Mapu in. It's, you know, Joe Tooney out. It's, you know, the next guy in. And instead, why don't we take Kyle Duggar and add to Kyle Duggar, right? Like, why well, – and why does it have to stop there? Like, I feel like we're – you know, I'm not as caught up in, like, these guys have to be your building blocks or your foundational pieces. Who's to say that Kyle Duggar can't just be Kyle Duggar – and then your foundational piece is Christian Gonzalez, right? And you just, 
I feel like they have to at some point they need to latch on to some guys and start to build something yeah, right. instead of just constantly. And I, I think in it and gets out. it gets back to Mike's um, draft rant because Mike, I think you feel probably as passionately about the missed draft picks as any of us do. Yeah, and we're all in agreement on it. But um, I, I I feel like Evan brings up a good point. So Kyle Duggar, again, we all kind of feel like well that that's a good pick. Probably you don't have best you, pick in a while. You don't have to retain him because, for whatever reason, they decided. Well, we have Kyle Duggar. We're going to go and sign Adrian Phillips and, and Jabril Peppers. Um, to, you know, and and then you know, even after we have all those guys, then we're going to get Mapu. Like, I think Mapu is a little bit of a different yeah. like player than those those three. But the other three are very similar players. Now, I think Adrian Phillips is probably nearing the end. Um, but he was a good, solid player for them. Like, no one would say, what would you wasting your time on Adrian Phillips for the last three years? Like, he was fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right? But how different is he than Duggar and Phillip, in Peppers? And how many of those guys do you need? Yeah. So now they're going to probably, to Evan's point, they're probably going to let Duggar go. Right? Well, we got Peppers. And then we drafted. Like, maybe you wouldn't have to draft all of these right. guys at those positions if you just identified a guy that you like instead of that constant search, like Fred said, for that perfect guy. Uh, so like, I feel like those three safeties are all very similar in their skill sets. Phillips, mm-hmm. Peppers, and, and Douglas. Yeah, to to finish the exercise, yeah. so let's go 20, 21, 22, 23. Who and those do you think they will give that second contract to? Will? Yeah, Will. Uh, I mean, it's a great question for out of, I, out of the, the pending free agent class. Well, no, not just the no, pending like free agent, but guys that they've up, recently guys they drafted. drafted. I mean, well, I, I don't, don't have know a, about, I don't know about you, but I don't have a lot of confidence I, in any. I don't. Well, that's either. that's kind of the point. I know. Yeah. I don't. I, Mac. Yeah. I don't know. Barmore. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you think you know. I know it's recent, but you think Gonzalez will get to a second con. You hope anyway. Maybe Barmore. Maybe would he get to a See, second? Like, but, but to me, yeah. But like to them, I don't know. It's what we think should, and then what they will do. Um, but is what, another story. But what happens is, I think, again, it's all case by case because you don't know what these guys are going to get. Well, no, but I'm just saying, like the exercise. Like, I if Barmore becomes what I think he's going to become, I do not think he will get a second contract yeah. here. Well, that's, that's a, a problem. That's a problem. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Ramondre. I know. Ramondre. So, so like he's in no. a he, he's in a I catch twenty two. Almost no chance. If he doesn't that. become that, then. Okay, don't give him a second contract. And if he does become that, they don't want to pay him. So like he can't win. No, but like I could see them going to I could see <laughs> yeah. them going to him like next year. Next year. In, you know, in the in the off season and he signs a Dietrich Wise extension. Yeah. You know, I could see that happening with Barmore. But like Now Bar- if I were Barmore, I would wait. Right. Yeah. But I I would count that as good if they could convince him to do an early extension. That's smart management. That, yeah. That's smart well, to do that. It's a player you traded up for. You, know? you sh- showed so value. You're telling the guy you can make m- more, you're, you're, some money now or you can wait, but m- you can get your money in the bank now. Maybe not as much as if you wait another year or two, but you'll get your money now. And a lot of players opt for the money now. And, you know, it's, it's just a life's decision that they make. But, you know, let's keep going down the list. Taekwon Thornton. Please. <sighs> nope. No? Cole Strange. Oh. No? I don't know if he's going to be starting in three weeks. Right. I mean – you go Jonathan down the list. Allen's a lot of the guys are so already the, gone. You know the, um, the yeah. fifth year option. Yeah. Right. Cole Strange. No, no, no. I'm being mm-hmm. serious. Yeah, I know. He's a first round pick. 
yeah. yeah. So the fifth-year option for him is that north refresh, of, north yeah. of ten million, probably. Okay, so like I could see that, but I, that's not a second contract. It's not a, that doesn't count. But you know, you got to get to your fifth year before you get to, you know, before <laughs> you get to our third year. Before right. you get the, the fifth year contract is a formula, so like he's it's draft pick and it's position. So like he's a guard. So max fifth year option right now is projected to be twenty three million in twenty twenty five, because he's a quarterback and right. he was a fifteenth overall so, pick. Yeah, top half. Right. Yeah. So he, that I Cole Strange's might be a little bit more reasonable. Sure. That, yeah. But that's why I was I was asked before I said. Like completely, but even then, it's a decision to be made. You know, Um, he's going to be paid good money because he was a first round pick, not quarterback money. Uh, And you know, but it's a decision to be made. And and but that's not good free agency money. No, no, good one year salary. Right, but you go down the list. Like, who are the guys since twenty, since twenty twenty that? possibly could make it to a second contract. And that's why, like, looking at these numbers and then now looking what's become of the 2022 draft class, it's just that, like, I feel like that was kind of like one of the final nails in the coffin, I feel like, missing on all those draft picks. I mean, you just, you missed on Strange. You missed on Thornton, you know. Because at the time, like, a year ago, we thought, oh, Stevenson. But they don't like doing that with running backs. No, I wouldn't do that with Stevenson. And now he's shown wear and tear. Yeah, yeah, that that one I don't put on the team, though. I think most... Yeah, most teams. Yeah, they don't really want to do that. This is also, I think, something to be said for retaining guys because they're your guys, and you're trying to build a culture of, look, this guy has some warts in his game or his personality or something that don't make him prototypical Patriots, but these are our guys. We've put a lot of time into them already, and we want to continue with these guys despite their warts, and we want to send a message to our locker room that you know when you play well. Even if you mess up a couple times, you know, like well, they do that with some guys. You know, I think that's like part of long my snappers feeling. and guards. You know, well, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> what's Dietrich Wise's deal, for example? Nothing. I mean, it's, I, but but they keep him. They like they like they keep him around. Him right. and, yeah, but, player. Him you know? and Bentley. You know, him and Bentley. I mean, he's good. But I always felt like the second they drafted Keon White, I'm like, well, this feels like we could finally upgrade Dietrich Wise. I think he's a nice player. I think he's a complimentary player, but. You know, you, when you look at that list, you say these are the guys that they chose to build around. This isn't like an elite player. This isn't, you know, this was a guy that even when they gave him the extension had questions. And I think he's played better the last couple of years. He's rounded out his game. And I think he's, you know, great police in the locker room for sure. But he loves Dietrich. But, you know, he's not. But, you, like, you, I just don't. What's the problem with retaining your good players while still seeking out great players? Like, I feel like this team when you're uh they just give up on you because you're not an elite player and they go searching for for Fred's golden goose where like that guy should be tacked on to that like Kyle Duggar, Christian Barmore, Christian Gonzalez, Jawan Bentley, like those guys should be here. Yeah. And then when you add the draft picks that you 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 bring in or you add the free agent guys that you bring in after that, those guys are in addition to what you already have. And I, I just like Duggar and and we'll see about Barmore. Like he's had three really really good games uh, so far this year, and he had a great rookie year. I I think I probably need to see a little bit more consistency for him from a long stretch of games uh, to say like let's give him some lucrative contract. But a guy like Kyle Duggar, I I don't know why that's even a conversation unless he's gonna he's not gonna get stupid money. Like I don't think he's gonna yeah. be making like Derwin James make it make a Fitzpatrick type of safety money. So and unless it gets stupid, I, I don't know why why you wouldn't. Well, well, some I heard somebody on the radio saying today that Duggar's agent 
is the same agent as somebody else who's coming, uh, Uche's agent. Yeah. They have the same agent, and the Patriots don't necessarily get along with this particular agent. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was Uche's that Andrew Callahan was mentioning. Yeah, yeah but I thought he said the two, play, two Patriots players that are coming up, and I thought he mentioned Duggar. But well, they were talking about Duggar, and then I think they were talking about Uche, but you might be right. He might yeah. be the same, one and the same. But I did hear Andrew Callahan say yeah. that. He didn't mention the name, so I don't know who the players are. Yeah, uh, I, I I don't want to say it because I don't know if I'm right, but I I don't know yeah. about that. Okay, the other thing about this conversation is we're we're doing it at a disadvantage because we really don't know how it works down there. Robert, I, I, nobody knows how. Yeah, it works. Robert Kraft has said <laughs> evidently Bill doesn't either. <laughs> Robert Kraft about Washington. <laughs> Robert Kraft has said he's never had any problem getting players. What he doesn't say is is there a budget? So as long as you're within a budget you don't have a problem. But does Bill have to work from that budget? And that dictates a lot of the decisions he makes. You know, I have a set amount of money I can spend, um, and that includes yeah. money in the future, you know, over cap and cash spending, and I have to make it work within that. We don't know. Like, we don't know. Yeah, like, and we, I think we can all reasonably assume that everybody has a budget. Well, yeah, but, I mean, other I, budgets I, We don't bigger, know what it is. Yeah, like... The, the whole cash spending, that that's real money. That's the money that, you know. And I do think that part of that, like, that was a big advantage of the, the weight. Because the, the cap was in the early part of the dynasty, like the, the 03, you know, era. The cap was constricting. And having Tom Brady not have to be you know, blowing it out of the water. But as the cap, you know, it's, it's a catch-22 for the owners because they make so much more money now because the revenues is so much higher. The cap has grown mm -hmm. so big that you don't have the, those restrictions. Did you see some of these stories about, like, back to the Raiders thing? Like, Devontae Adams was close to a deal with the Jet. Like, so the Jets are, like, acquiring a $60 million quarterback, and they had no qualms whatsoever about adding Devontae Adams for another 30. Yeah. Because I, I the cap doesn't matter. You can just manipulate it any way you want to. You yeah. can, but this is the bigger question. Is If that, you're willing to spend the money, I mean. Yeah. Like, so the Patriots, I would say, out of all the teams in the league, probably use the least amount of cap maneuvering gymnastics at this point. And my guess is, and this is something that I'm just, I, I know people think I attack Bill all the time, but to Paul's point, this is how it probably used to be that, run. Yes. And now this is no longer how teams are doing it. So I get this, you know, a, a lot on, on Twitter, like how does San Francisco with their salary trade for Chase Young and trade for Christian McCaffrey? And make all these huge moves for high-priced players when they're already spending a ton on their roster. And people will tell you it's because they're not paying for the quarterback, which is so simplistic. Yeah. Yes, they're not. They have the, the last pick of the draft is their quarterback. But they're paying quarterback money or quarterback-adjacent money to a lot of different guys. Yeah, or it's like you know a couple of years ago, um, was it last offseason when the Bills signed Von Miller? Yeah. The Bills ha have one of like the most uh, cash spending wise, like they are at the near the top of the league, and then they, they were up against the cap, and then somehow they just signed Von Miller to this like twenty million dollar a year deal. 
the Eagles are another team that just buy their way out of it. Like they just buy their way out of anything to do with the cap. And that's how you, you know, trade for AJ Brown and keep it and keep it going. But just just so people understand, when you say buy their way out of it, what does that mean? So there's different ways to maneuver the cap. The the easiest one is to create base salary into a signing bonus. But in order to create base salary into a signing bonus, you have to write a check to the player. That's right. Today. Immediately. That's right. It's real money. It's real money. And so you have to hand them a check and say, here's the money for your, the rest of the season that we would have paid out to you in per game roster bonuses and base salary. But instead, we're going to do it all in one lump sum because you are A.J. Brown and you're going to be worth it. So we're just going to give you the money. And teams will just do that. And it, it's, kind, you know, it never comes due like this. This notion that the bill comes due. Well, it does come due. But you can when, always like it's in perpetuity. But, but like but, it, but you can always keep right. refinancing. Right. You can always <laughs> right. like that if you exactly. if, if you're not if you don't want to do the gymnastics, eventually it will come due. But Correct. there are mechanisms to just keep it going. To just keep it going. The only thing that would kill you is if there's a pandemic and all of a sudden the cap goes down. Now you're kind of screwed because now you have to make serious but as long as the cap remains even going up a little bit you can keep moving money to the future but you're going to have to you have you need a good accountant you need someone who understands all the rules and can you know manipulate you're going to have to money you're going to have to restructure guys contracts you know because even though the cap is crap you still have to stay under it in, yeah. a, in a fiscal year. No, it's still, it, it yeah. exists. Yeah, but, it, it exists. But, but you, it's just money. But, but you e- can, Evan just explained right, it perfectly. But you can move that money to the future. Now, the other thing that people need to understand when we get to that writing the check, not, only, not all owners are equal. There are some owners that have that liquidity to just do that and other owners that don't, you know? And you, you think that, well, all teams have the same amount of money. They don't. They don't. The Dallas Cowboys have more money than any other team. And I would say the Rams probably are there too because of, of their owner. He's dipping into his own pockets. He's not when he does that extra stuff. He's not. That's not his normal budget. That's going above and beyond their normal budget. What would you put the Raiders on that list? Very low. Yeah, I would say very low. And I think I think the he's Raiders. Do it. Yeah, the Raiders have overseers. Um, Mark Davis. He's not. You know, like I think he has help from the league. Uh, when it comes to decisions on that team, well, I just think that they're willing to swallow dead money. Yeah, and, and yeah. It just look at the, what they're paying for two coaches right how, now. I how, know. How much of this stuff do you think? And I'm just putting this out there for discussion. The, the thing I read off about not really retaining your guys. Do you think that all this cap stuff and money stuff feeds into that? Do you think that that's a factor? Or do you think that it's more about? Yeah. Well, just I do. The I do. I, and that's why I said before we're at a disadvantage because yeah. we don't know Fred's how. Right. We don't know how the Patriots operate in terms of their budget, not just the cap. Like, no, the budget. Well, because he always says, Bill always says that we spend to the cap. But the issue is, is that everybody else is spending past the cap. Right. Right. So, so no, no, nobody else spends to the cap anymore. Everybody else, you know, the, the, the Philadelphia Eagles, I think are in the top three of cash spending. They are way, way, way over the cap in terms of how much money they spend on the team in a, in a year. But they're able to do it because they have these, you know, nerds behind the scenes that just figure out how to move the money around. 
and make it work. And I think in a lot of ways, like Paul, we were talking about this yesterday, you know, if they give, I think we were talking about Chase Young. If they give Chase Young $20 million, is that, are they then going to go give T Higgins $20 million? And that, that's where you run into issues is that if you're going to start paying a bunch of high-priced players at the top of your roster, you have to be willing to maneuver the cap. And if you're not willing to do that, then you're not going to get those players. Yeah, I mean, other than like your coach and quarterback, maybe the most important person on any team is the person who is your cap, not your capologist, but your accountant, the person who understands all the rules and can get these future deals by the league because the league has to approve every every deal yeah. you, you submit the deal to the league it goes into this thing called the management council it's all online like every team has visibility into every other team's mm-hmm. deal and you can't you can't bend the rules you mm-hmm. got to adhere to the rules but you know understanding what those rules are and not being afraid to like i'm not going to worry about five years from now you know we're going to push it out and when we get to five years we'll deal with it then yeah. the one you thing know? i slightly disagree with you on fred is i don't think now it's all about future like I don't think the bill's going to eventually come due. I think what Evan explained is you do the opposite. If you just write the check and give them the money up front, it lessens the future problem. It allows you to spread the cap number out, but you've given them the money. Oh yeah, yeah. for those in those deals, you're right. No, but I think yeah. that's a, a like yeah. a major mechanism that people but, create cap well, space. Well, I just with. feel like people think that it's eventually, you know, like at the beginning of Rocky, he's like goes down to the docks to collect, right? Like eventually the league is going to come and like bring some bully to come collect the money. That's not happening. Mm-hmm. Like so the league is not going anywhere. The New Orleans like, Saints right now, okay? The New Orleans Saints are, they're okay. Like we saw them here and we were talking about it heading in, you know, with Michael Thomas and Chris Olave and, you know, Cam Jordan and Derek Carr and Alvin Kamara and you're like, I know that no one thinks much of the Saints, but they have a lot of players that I think I would like to have on the Patriots. Mm-hmm. They, every year, come February, We're in cap jail it's again, all Paul. over Twitter. <laughs> the, the Saints are projected to be $73 million over the cap, and somehow they find a way to retain most of those names that everybody's familiar with and remain a competitive team. Now, Derek Carr isn't as good as Drew Brees. So they're no longer a title contender. I get it. But they were able to acquire a guy, give him some money. They gave him a pretty good contract for a starting quarterback in the league. It's not like that they have a cheap you know, rookie deal. And it, they're okay. So They're so, not a train wreck. But, but, let me but ask, every year, everybody tells me what a train wreck but, they but are. Let me, so I'm going I'm to play devil's advocate here. What happens when you're top-heavy in terms of you've got some stars and you don't have the quarterback? Can can you win that way? Well, and you this don't, is my point. And you they're, don't have that middle class that the Patriots have always talked about. My point is they're telling you, they're showing you, yes, they can. No, they're not going to win. They win don't what? have a shot. Win what? The Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, right. so I mean, if that's the There's deal. 28 teams that can't win the Super no, Bowl. No, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't agree with that. So just, 27. just to, just to mm-hmm. kind of, because I know that a lot of people probably like lost in the math here. So the Baltimore Ravens this year are the number one team in total cash spending, probably because they just gave Lamar Jackson that huge contract, right? So they're number one in the league in cash spending. They are spending $281 million on their roster for 2023. The salary cap is $224 million. So they're spending $60 million $60 million more than what the cap 
says they should be able to spend on the team because they are doing all these different things. And no one is suggesting that any team should do that every year. I mean, there are rules in place that you can't do that every year, but no one is suggesting the Patriots are dropping the ball. They should be $60 million over the cap in cash spending every year. No one can do that. Like you said, Fred, everybody has a budget. Yeah. And I get that. Like, these are all just sort of different elements of Mike's original question about the second contracts. Yeah, I mean, they are spending almost $100 million more on their team this year than the Patriots. Like, that's crazy. And it's not – look, cash spending does not equate to winning. Like, number one no. is Baltimore, no, no. and number two is the Cleveland Browns. So – And again, all about the quarterback contract, yeah. which hasn't worked. Now, Baltimore's is working. But that's – you know, it's not a guarantee. Like, to Evan's point, guy, guy has a labrum issue. He hasn't played in a month. They're a pretty good team. Yeah. Like, you can see the talent on them. Yeah. They should have won that game in Seattle the other day with P.J. Walker, again, doing defense nothing. defense is fantastic. Their defense is pretty good. They have some skilled guys. They just don't have a quarterback because the quarterback is hurt. And because – And he wasn't playing all that great before he got Karma's – you know yeah. what. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the Jets are number three. Again, another team that's paying their quarterback. And then Buffalo is number four. So And I would argue that maybe with the exception of Cleveland, those other three teams – absolutely at full strength are Super Bowl contenders. Correct. Yeah. Oh, Jets for sure. And if yeah. and if Watson played the majority of the games like he did that one game, they would be a Super Bowl contender too. If they but were he getting ha- a return on yeah. Watson, the return on investment on Watson, they would be a Super Bowl team. Right. So to your point, Freddie, maybe it's more like 10 teams that have a legitimate chance to win yeah. the Super Bowl, but then five. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, just, I'm just thinking that, you know, the Patriot way was to have that middle class. Unfortunately, they could never prove it because they had Tom Brady. Like, you could never prove that right. that works without the best player great. of all time. That's a great summation of the you whole Because we, I make fun of Mike all the time. This is this predates you, Evan. I always call Mike. He still believes in Santa Claus. Like, he still thinks it's because all of those things, you know, it's not about the best 53. It's the right 53. Yeah, as long as number 12 is one of the 53 – Yes, you can have any philosophy you want. Right. You'll be a contender. He makes them all work. Yeah, they were doing you know? this like when they, they were doing a mic'd up thing for the Bruins on Behind the Bee, and it was like roster cut down day. And uh, one of the players was like, you think Pasta's going to make it? I don't know. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it, it, it's it that, that was how it was with Brady. He would always say like, oh, I got to make the team. And, you know, go, and it was like, seriously, guy. But I, I, I still think even with Brady, though, like they still had Gronkowski. They still had Edelman. Mm-hmm. They still had, you know, guys on the other side of the football, you know, Hightower and, and Devin McCourty and players like that. So as much as I, I feel like they've also lost sight of the fact that they also had other stars like Gronkowski was his own star. Yeah. And I think Gronkowski playing with probably 30 other quarterbacks would have still been Rob Gronkowski. Uh, oh, Gronk for sure. But do you think Edelman would have? Maybe, maybe not just because of the system. I think here probably brought out the best in him. And, but... and do you think that having Brady in those points made it easier on guys like McCourty to play defense? Yep. Sure. I sure. think the offense I mean, absolutely there's, there's made a it huge trickle down effect from having Tom Brady. It helps everybody. Yeah, I think Gronk is an example who would, Gronk, Gronk is a standalone. Gronk he's a, a unicorn. He's a Hall of Fame talent. Yeah, he's and a he unicorn. Would have been, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Each each year, Tom Brady just gets a little more credit. He for sure does it, for it, everything. It, it, he sure does. It's absolutely right. Yeah. As you get away, you appreciate it more. And, and Fred and I will tell yeah, you, Mike, how's it feel now? 
Yeah, Fred and I will tell you that we were not on that side. I was, Fred and I were both more on the, you know, never like 100 to 0, but more like maybe 60-40 Bill. I always thought right? each made the other great, a greater. But didn't you always give Bill more? I did. Maybe I'm speaking for you. Well, I always gave Bill more of the credit well, than I, I gave I to think, Tom. I think when, I we was had, wrong. when we had the poll, you can only have one. At the time, we said the coach. I just wonder if, like, is it is I don't think that Bill the coach for it is no longer a good coach or no, forgot how to coach. He still knows how to coach. But it's the personnel stuff. Like he just he's lost touch with how to build a modern NFL roster. Well, I remember when he first got here, Robert Kraft said, you know, one of the other things that I like about him is he has an economics degree from Wesleyan. Mm-hmm. And so he understands the economics. But now those fundamentals of economics have been blown out the window. Oh. It's now credit card. I, yeah. It's not. I, I, it's not the family budget, and you know, let's have a balanced budget. It does. That's I, not how it is anymore. I, I'm going to disagree a little bit. Okay. I, and I mean, I think that coaching is a complex thing. Um, there's a certain aspect of knowing the game and knowing strategy and how to do things. There's also a major element of coaching getting the team on the same page, getting the team to follow you. Now, you know, Paul makes his jokes about me still believing in Santa Claus. The Santa Claus I believe in is that the best teams are teams that all kind of like each other. That's what I, like, you know, I, I get, like, the Pioli quote, and, we, you know, we joke about that. It's fine. But I, I, I truly believe that, and, and it's hard to engineer. You can't go out and just find guys that are all going to get along. There's a certain, like, you know, just magic to it. We all played sports in high school where you just kind of end up on a team and you get who you get on your team. From my experience, the teams that were all kind of on separate pages and, you know, you had this kind of personality didn't really like, didn't do too well. Teams that you all felt like a family and did well, those are the I know, teams but what that comes did well. first, the winning and everyone right, likes right. each other? Like, or, you know. And let me get back to my point, yeah. though. But my point is that I don't think this looks like a team that's all on the same page, that's all pulling for the coach I ag- right I now. agree. And so, like, I, and so I think that that's a criticism that – yeah, I totally right about the personnel stuff. That's killed them. But is that more an indictment on the modern athlete? It's not even just the NFL. Like perhaps things are going great. No, no, we're all together. No, no, you know. per- perhaps. I mean, yeah. perhaps. Look, you know, you know he's been leave, doing it forever. Leave me out of it. And it's the modern athlete. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a hard thing. You know, I mean, you can't really quantify what it is. But I just, you know, look, a well, co- like, have we seen a well coached team out there? Is that a well coached team that's making stupid mistakes over and over and over again? Like. You know, all respect to Bill and the greatest coach of all time, yada, yada, yada. But, like, look, this is what we're seeing. I'm not seeing a well-coached team. So I'm sure he's a great coach. He knows everything. But whatever, he's not pushing the right buttons well, anymore. Well, I mean, if you look at the evolution of the Patriots in the early, in the first part of the dynasty, he had those seasoned coaches. Yeah. And Locker then, room policed itself. And then as those coaches started leaving, you know, Brady got better. So Brady got made up for the brain drain, you know. And, yeah. But then it got to a point yeah. where – and they, I, I agree with you, Mike. I, I know you said, like, you want to push back a little bit. I, I think everything you said is right. I just would give more of the credit in retrospect. I didn't think it at the time. But in retrospect, I give more of the credit for that mentality to Brady. Yeah. In, in the uniting fact, like, I, I've heard enough of these stories now about these sort of random guys that were, like, blown away by the fact that he even knew who they were. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I think that he was a, a bigger part of that than we ever imagined and it's the same coach now. Yeah. And you're talking about all the things, and I think you're 100% right. I just Aside wonder, of the Buffalo game, what other game could you point to this year that they looked like a really well-oiled machine? And, and, yeah. and just think of the tone that Brady set at practice. Like, we hear now this – well, we've always heard the stories about how he made every practice so damn competitive. 
yeah. you know, and demanding. And, it, like, practice was almost like a game between the offense and defense. And, you know, guys wanted to win that day. And you had guys like, you know, Rodney Harrison who bought into that, you know, hook, line, and sinker. Like, you know, inter- you know, it was like the back and forth. And practice was like – a game. What was I, that story that Vrabel told? told I mean, uh, Belichick told that Vrabel's thing trash about um, Vrabel serving as like Troy Polamalu. Yeah, and, <laughs> he was, you know, and he's yeah. like, you know, the quarterback didn't like it very much. I, you know, I, like, yeah, right. Like right. all of a sudden they have a war going the on. Yeah. Brady's pissed because he's not doing it right. I think know? too with that defensive group, which you know was was a big part of those first three championships. That I think that Bill was kind of the right thing for that group because you had a you know you had a veteran core that had been to a Super Bowl before that kind of knew Bill a little bit. And I think, you know, that style, I think, just worked for them. Like, that early 03-04 defense, like, you know, I think the buttons that Bill was able to push, I think, had had a big impact, too. I mean, not you know, not to take yeah. away from what Brady did, but I think he was a really good he's fit. He's a great coach. For You'll those, never for hear that, me say he's not those, a great coach. For those years, you know, and, and now it's a different team, and now you've got a lot of young guys that weren't here for that. And, you know, they, they have an idea in their head of what they watched on TV as children. Yeah. Watching and, the Patriots, it's not that. And, and that Bill's anymore. style worked perfectly for. That's what Brady wanted. Yeah. He wanted no nonsense. He wanted guys, and that's Until what Bill wanted. And they were <laughs> they were completely in sync those yeah. early years. And then you can really tap what you know, Bill. Which uh, no one is going to argue that Bill doesn't have an encyclopedic knowledge of the NFL and schemes and everything that's happened and all of that. But you know, it's one thing to know all that stuff. Then it's another to look at what Mike McDaniel's doing in Miami and trying to figure out how to stop it and. Hello, we haven't been able to stop it, you know. So, at what point do we say, "Hey, greatest coach of all time, we need, we need, we need to be able to beat Miami Dolphins if we're going to get back into this thing." They're a division rival. You're paying them two years in a row, and for the second time in two years, and really should have probably been three years in a row. You, you've gotten swept by them. Yeah, I think you know, me and Paul, I think disagree uh, maybe a little bit on Mac's ability on the field. But the thing that you said yesterday about like his leadership and the, the confidence and like the intangible stuff that is I've really like feel like that's come to light for me this year because I gave him a pass on all that stuff when he was because he was a young player, you know, rookie second year guy. Not really what you're expecting to, to be sort of carrying the torch at the front of the line necessarily. But now that he's in year three, uh, I just I think that that's a big thing that is currently missing from him is that i i don't know if he's got that it factor that that leadership like and it's not just about like the rah-rah speeches and stuff like that it's just mm-hmm. like oozing confidence and you know that that ability to lead by example and i think that was what brady had like when brady you know for the couple years that i got to cover him when brady would walk into the the locker room the press conference room, whatever, it was like, oh shit, Tom Brady's in here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Sit an S. And <laughs> didn't even notice. <laughs> and, and it was, it was just, you could tell that he, right, and who he was. And, yeah. and, and again, we don't see the practices. We see training camp, but we don't see the practice during the season. If, if the, if the, if, if a majority of the practices, you know, focusing on getting that quarterback better. The rest of the team's like, you know, yeah. spending all this time trying to get well, one guy to do the right thing. <laughs> I, you know? The funny part I, I, about what Evan says, too, this is real quick, yeah, Mike. Uh, yeah. look, just I felt like Mac had a lot of those qualities as a rookie. Yeah, It was last year that kind of opened my eyes. Like, I get that there was a lot of things that weren't fair to him last year, 
but you got to be able to handle some of them better than he handled them, and then I think that's carried over into this year. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was just gonna say, you know, it's it's. I mean, Evan used the example of Tom Brady, which of course by that point, like he's just a superstar, and he has that. But even like, you know, just Will Levis in his first start last week, just looking at him on the field, you're like. This guy, like this guy, looks like he can play. I mean, you know, like there's just something about yeah. I mean, like Tom like Brady, Anthony is, Richardson. You know, like you look at him, and you're like, yeah. I'm on there's board. Some, you know, there's some stuff. There. You know, there's some stuff there. And like Mac, like I think I like I don't know. I'm kind of more no on Evan's there. side where Brady is like probably obviously an unfair bar, but yeah. uh, unfortunately we didn't get to cover Cam in person because of COVID. But yeah, Cam, that's a good one. Cam was another guy that like that that was Cam Newton, like Heisman Trophy MVP, like that 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 guy carried weight. Where he, where he was and it it was bad like he didn't yeah. play well but he didn't yeah, play I know, well I know what you mean. but yeah. it wasn't because people didn't believe in him and I remember uh, you know Jacoby talking about it it was his second year and Jacoby just being like I mean he's Cam Newton like of course I'm gonna listen to the advice that he has yeah. for my career and and it, it just those are the types of guys that I feel that that and I I don't. I look so much at the at the film, the X's and O's, and all that stuff. Like you don't really think about the person and the intangibles. Yeah. And the next guy's got to have that it factor. I it's feel like to. if Mac had those intangibles coming out of his pockets, like a lot of other guys do, I think his skill set would be fine. So like, yeah. So like Evan started that by saying we probably disagree a little bit. We probably do. You're right. But I do think I've seen guys succeed with his level of skill. And I think what holds them back sometimes is some of these other things. All right. Uh, good discussion. Um, Paul's got gonna a pizza and two sandwiches. Yeah, we're going to refuel. Uh, we'll be back. We'll get to your calls and emails here on Patriots Unfiltered. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Isn't it time to get exactly what you want? Welcome to Red Hot Deal Days from Verizon, where you get your pick of our best deals. Like my plan, where you can pick the perks you want and save on every one. For limited time, bring your own phones to a Verizon store and you can get my plan for our best price ever. Get exactly what you want in your phone plan and only pay for what you need. Bring your phones to your Verizon store today and get my plan. These deals won't last. It's your Verizon. What's up, everybody? Check out this clip from the latest episode of Pats from the Past featuring Mike Vrabel. You know, in four years, you did a lot, but you wanted to start. Did you get a sense maybe on that visit or early on, Mike, that these guys had a good idea of how to use you? Well, I can remember having a conversation with Bill and him saying, hey, really all we need is, is what you did in that preseason game last year against Miami. And I'm thinking, I don't even remember playing Miami in the preseason. But Bill had gone back and he had watched and there were clips that he must have seen that, that there was a, a vision for, uh, probably an extended playtime at that point in time in the preseason or whenever it was. Um, and, and so then I started thinking, okay, well at least you know, they have an idea of what, how they want to use me or what I be, may be able to do there. Um, Bill had talked about the opportunity, not guaranteeing anything, but saying that there would be a spotted, you know, available pretty much an outside linebacker where you know they would have some other players to compete with uh, and then see where things were when you look at the way um, you, your years unfolded it's almost like it was a perfect system for you I mean did you catch that right away like they really want to use me exactly to you well, know suit I don't my skill set I wasn't being misused at Pittsburgh I had just transitioned from a couple different positions um, 
you know, was rotating in and was getting some playing time uh, three and four years in, special teams, some third down packages, whatever that may be. But uh, this was a new opportunity. Um, some carryover from Pittsburgh, some different. And then as things progressed and it was, you know, learn this position, actually, I think I played two seasons inside linebacker or a season and a half at some point in time and you know, find myself at different spots. Do you, I've heard this from many ex-players, guys who you played with and everything like that. Were you able to get away with more as far as like maybe busting Bill's balls? Well, I don't know. I think the timing is that is that overrated? Or? No, I don't think it's overrated. I think that there is, like I said yesterday, I think I said things that everybody wanted to say. <laughs> and, and I probably was just dumb enough to say it. I, I sometimes say the quiet part out loud sometimes, unfortunately. Uh, but it's all timing. I mean, sometimes, you know, it, you know, it, it's it's a it's a turd in a punch bowl and doesn't always work, but sometimes it, it works out pretty good. Um, but but that takes a, a little bit of time, and it takes, you know, again, you have to be willing to to take it if you want to give it. And I think that Bill always was uh, very conscious of that, uh, whether that's players to to Bill or Bill to us. You know, he he knew that you know we had to sit there and 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 take it when we got the low lights and. You know, we'd be on the Bellastrator, and it would be like, you know, what we can't do. And uh, so it, it just, it was a good situation. We had a bunch of really good teammates that, that all kind of rallied behind that. Do you think maybe, I mean, you were able to back it up with your play, though, Mike. I don't know if it, that's a 53rd or 54th guy that was trying to crack wise. It might be different. Well, you, you're a core I mean, we guy all, on all three phases of the game. Yeah, I mean, but I think that that's what makes a locker room. It's just different personalities. Um, Again, you have to perform on the field, and then whatever your personality is, I think that was there was no restrictions on. Hey, we can just want a bunch of robots. That's I think that was the impression that everybody had, and we certainly weren't that. Well, the best thing about Mike, and I told you this a million <clears throat> times, Mike didn't care who he was busting on. Professional. I used to call you a professional ball buster. Okay. That's what you were. I'd come in with like a, a TV shirt on one day, and he go, "Look at this fraud. He's got TV." And it didn't matter. He treated all of us the same, and I think that's probably permeated the locker room and, and garnered respect in that way. Well, again, I think the fact that if you have a relationship with somebody, I think that's when you kind of go back and forth with them. It's like having a nickname. You don't have a nickname. You know, there's no such thing as a bad nickname. Just be appreciative <laughs> that you have a nickname. That means that they know who you are and exactly. that, that you're, you're kind of a part of the group. And if you don't have a nickname, you, know, you better try to figure out why. And so it, it was whether it was a relationship with the media, you know, it was a two-way street, uh, assistant coaches, and, and certainly teammates. Uh, much has been made. Uh, you played in a different era, believe it or not, where, and as during your career, the league was starting to legislate against defenses, hard-hitting and everything like that. When you look back at the Warner play, Ty's interception, um, I was, thought it was very generous of Ty to give you credit yesterday, too. Are you going to get flagged for that if that play happens today, do you think? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think that what we've talked about is, is matching the hand, and they've, they've, they've changed here in the last year or two about what's forcible. I, hell, I don't know. You know what I mean? They, I should have gotten there sooner, to be honest with you. They didn't block me. It was just a lucky play, and tied it all the work. And, but whether it's, <clears throat> you know, as long as it's not forcible, you know, we've talked about matching the hand, and same thing that they teach here and, you know, where everybody else is trying to teach. And, didn't hit the football. I'm glad that I didn't so that uh, Ty was able to catch it and score. 
someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes. Oh no. Replacements were shipped with FedEx, and with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next for residential delivery only. And now, great moments in history. I'm fine with it. I know you are. I mean, what? It's Tom freaking Brady. I know you're fine. Yeah, with you it. know, it, it. I know it hurt him last year. Like they didn't win the Super Bowl enough. See, um, this is what this is. Did have a slow September though. This, yeah, it did slow them down in September. Yeah, this is this is why you can't have conversations with him. <laughs> because I, I I know because the facts. Instead of remake, yeah, yes. You know what? It's a fact based on what you just said that they won the Super Bowl because he didn't show up for the offseason. No, I said it. That's what you're trying to I insinuate. Said it, I said it didn't hurt them. I'm not insinuating you're to anything. That, that. I'm not insinuating. I'm saying it didn't hurt them. They won the Super Bowl. Well, my worry would be, and that's why. My worry would no, be if they started not, again. You're putting words in my mouth. Okay. Well, I well, I, well, I'm going to insinuate that it did hurt if, them. If he was here, they, they, they could have just they maybe they, they maybe would have taken Super- 17 weeks to get the offense oh. in tune if he was here. I mean, if we could just make stuff up. Then I'm going to do it, too. That's another great moment from Patriots All right, we're back on Patriots Unfiltered, and I just want to let you know that Bridgestone is the official tire of the New England Patriots, and Bridgestone tires are now on sale through November 15th at all Sullivan Tire locations. Visit SullivanTire.com for a location near you. So drive your ball tires over to Sullivan Tire. Get your new tires. You're talking to me. You're, I hear it. Bridgestone. Too Need much them. tread on your tires. Yeah. How do you test yeah, that? Is there like a certain test? You, you use a penny. Yeah. And uh, you put the penny in the tread, and if it gets to Abe Lincoln's head or something or his eyes, or it doesn't, then you need <laughs> you know you need new tires. Got it. Huh? Too much yeah. tread. <laughs> it's not too little tread. Too much tread. Too much tread. Oh, car guy. People fear, confuse that. What's yeah. that? Too much tread? Yeah. What do you mean? Like it's the opposite of what you think. I don't understand. Like, oh, I think a lot of people say, like, oh, you have t- not, like, there's too little tread on your tire. It's yeah. too, like, yeah, oh, it's you, too much you have tread. a lot of tread yeah. on your tire. I yeah. get you because yeah. you've used it a lot. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got yeah. you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. I thought you were trying to tell me that bald tires were better for a second there. You need more no. tread on your tire, but no. I got you. No, but like, but the you true say, meaning of tread. You know, that deuce, he's got a lot of tread <laughs> on his tires. That means <laughs> you're getting old. You're getting old. Well, thanks a lot. Sorry, yeah. deuce. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for nothing. Right. So what is the term for having good tires? I don't know. I have to ask, uh, ask the real car guy, tr- my dad. Not a lot of tread? You got any with not a lot of tread on them? Fresh tires, maybe? Yeah. Fresh? Tire. That's how you would say. Tire. But don't you call them the treads? Aren't they the treads on the tire? Tire tread. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's So maybe we're getting confused this between... Is a, this is where... I think we're getting into a is, Patriots Unfiltered <laughs> discussion It here. is. It's like, you know... Where's Eric when you need him? This is old, my point. It's confusing. In the old days... In the old days when you used to have 16-game seasons, you know, after four games, you would, you know, uh, you'd check in at the quarter, quarter pole. pole. No, three really, quarter it's pole. really the three-quarter pole. It's the three-quarter pole. Right. Yeah. Got a lot of tread on that. Even, right. And, like, right. Matt, Matt Slater at his locker after the game, we're in uncharted waters. No, it's uncharted. It's uncharted waters. Correct. I wouldn't chart my way to those waters either, just no. to be. To that so is why I can that I did explain the years. NFL salary cap, but I am totally <laughs> lost in this conversation. <laughs> it is uncharted. No, Fred's right. The word is uncharted, not yeah. Char- yeah. There's no chart of it. There's no map of it. Right. You didn't. They didn't charter a boat at the beginning of the season right. and say, "Hey, let's go to two and right. six land." Can't oh. go there. Mm. Don't know where it is. 
Now, it is true that you How can't you charter it? a boat to something you don't have a map of because you don't know it exists. So, yeah, you could just in a way, you know, anyway. Anyway, the All right, 855-PASS-500 <laughs> is the ace ticket hotline. We'll start with Patty and Agawam. What's up, Patty? What's up, Jen? Hey. Hey. So I want to go back to a um, conversation that Fred and, and Paul had prior to the season starting. Uh-oh. And um, regarding Mac Jones, and I'm not trying to dogpile on Mac Jones, but um, I think, and I'm paraphrasing, but Fred asked the question, what's going to take for this team to make the playoffs and make a real run? And I think Paul said, I don't think he said elite, Paul, but I think he said, I think the quarterback has to be excellent. And I think through, it's safe to say through eight games, we haven't seen it. We've seen it for a game. Um, I don't think we're going to see it for the rest of the season. But, um, and just going back to yesterday, I forgot the caller's name, but, you know, even when the product on the field is lacking, the product in studio, Freddie, is on on point, goes above and beyond. So. That's right. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate that. It's because of callers like you. Yeah. Uh, Todd's in North Carolina. What's up, Todd? Hey, guys. I just listened to your early talking about drafting and everything, and it just kind of something dawned on me we're a take a chance team when it comes to drafting offense like even the best guy that we've ever got brady was a chance you know was the seventh round you take a look at bringing in edelman and bringing up even bringing walker from the the dolphins it was like hey these guys are good let's take a chance on gronk big chance you know bumping Nikhil harry is like hey look he's got something we might want take it they they don't go for solid like I think with gonzalez that was a solid pick i think with a lot of their defensive picks they go for solid they see it you know, I think the solid pick would have been Zay Flowers, to be honest with you. I don't understand why they can't just take solid picks on offense. I think there's something missing in their offensive uh, mindset. They just don't seem to be able to figure it out, and I, I don't know why. I don't know what it is. Yeah. You guys can They've struggled. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good that's point, Evan's, That's Evan's I point. I mean, They've I struggled really, identifying offensive yeah, talent. I mean, that's, that's true. I don't really attach Harry into that. Like, I just think – I don't think Harry was, like – in that category, no. but, but I agree with Todd's and, overall point. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's just the fact that they hit on Gronk and they hit on Edelman. Like, you know what I mean? They just, you know, they drafted him. They, you know, they had a plan, like, you know, give them credit for that. But, you know, if those picks hadn't happened, like, where yeah. else Flyers would that are different have come to from? me than ident- Like, Christian Gonzalez is not the same as J.C. Jackson. Yeah. I think sure. my frustration with their offensive drafting is that they, they somehow figure it out like on day three or an undrafted free agency, even recently, but then they don't target those traits early. So for example, pop Douglas is a perfect fit for the bill O'Brien offense because of his quickness and his ability with the football in his hands. So instead they drafted Tyquan Thornton, who is a linear burner. That is a deep threat to get up the field. So my whole thing has always just been, why are we not drafting Pop Douglas's equivalent? Say Flowers. That's in a, 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 yeah, top a first 50 round version. Yeah. Prospect. And like back in, you know, I was t- texting uh, w- with Barth, as we always do, about everything. And uh, football wise, I mean. And uh, he was said, you know, in 2019, we were talking about Terry McLaurin. And he was like, you know, if we were running the board, we probably would have taken Terry McLaurin. That was my guy in 2019. And it's like that that was he was a route runner. He has good hands. He goes over the middle. Special he plays teams. on special teams. <laughs> like that's a patriot. But instead they right. they took Nikhil Harry. Yeah. And so it's why can you you know what traits work for you? You know what players like Cole Strange. What since when does like an athletic 
guard. Like, no, Mike Onwenu is a Patriots guard. But you took Mike Onwenu in the sixth round, and you took Cole Strange in the first round. It just is all, it's all backwards. Do you think 2022 really was like a schematic departure in terms of that's the, the draft only, thing? Because like, like Pierre Strong, like they just, they went, the they, 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 they did so many yeah, weird I've heard picks. a lot of that, I, and I I've know. seen some good breakdowns uh, some people have had on Twitter. I don't, yeah. I don't believe it. I don't think that they had a, and, you know, I talked a little bit in the preseason to um, James Ferentz was one of our players that we got in a preseason game um production meeting and I talked to him about the differences in the offenses you know from Josh to last year to Billy O and he's like it's it's really a lot of a lot of the same stuff it's now this is also a guy who let's face it is like a coach yeah James Ferentz he literally comes he coaches on, the offensive yeah. line he comes yeah. on the road to coach the <laughs> offensive <laughs> right. line not so, because he's being promoted so I get it he might if, you know for him yeah. it might not be the same as it would be for someone else but he feels like the base system didn't really change now they certainly had plays that they accentuated we can talk a lot and i know evan can talk for days about the differences in the way they tried to run the ball and you know the zones and the there you go come on come on my favorite <laughs> phrase that you use in the running game which one pin and pull oh <laughs> pin and pull come on you gotta I, give me I, 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 i'm a simple I'm man I'm i just sorry. need I'm i just sorry. need what i, I want i thought he wanted crack toss i i, I, oh, I crack I, toss I, would have been another one i like. love a, i love a good crack toss <laughs> who crack doesn't? toss is great who doesn't it's a great scheme but anyway parents felt like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> felt like there was a lot Whoa. of similarities to all three all three systems Whoa. even though they probably have some yeah some different I, it's, a, it's a it's a talking point that comes up a lot with you know uh, pierre, pierre strong but pierre strong Oh, so he's finding has, a way to contribute oh, a little bit here and there. So he has forty-one yard like? catch and run the other day so in th- Seattle. That's his only catch on the year. No, I know he All hasn't. Right. Been, but, hasn't been a huge part. But of the it. thing is about Pierre Strong is I, I that trade still bugs me. Like it made he no sense. He was no. the only scat back you had on the team. He's the only guy that has that skill set. He's the only explosive guy in space on the roster. And Tyrone they trade. He's on IR now. It, it's just it's another For, one of but, those. But things like I just you traded understand. a guy for someone who didn't ever even play in an NFL Never, game. not once. Like, Pierre Strong played and played okay. And you can tell me, okay, he doesn't really fit what we want to do. I get it. Okay, great. We, we moved on. But, like, you you just gave him away. And, and, you know, we weren't even supposed to entertain the idea of perhaps trading Josh Uche for, like, a fifth-round pick. <laughs> like, we right. just gave Pierre Strong away for nothing. I know, really. And we couldn't even talk about the, the trade deadline? It's crazy for how bad they needed tackles, and they made that trade, which they gave up the most for. And then, like, is, is Tyrone Wheatley even going to be part of the team next year? Like, is that, like like you said, did we just burn Pierre Strong? Like, we just said And, again, I'm not, I don't think that we'll be sitting here in five years, Fred, mm-hmm. saying, yeah, you know it. what? Yeah. That Pierre Strong, man, we could have had him. <laughs> we had him. Yeah. I don't think that that will no. happen, but it doesn't mean that he was completely valueless. You traded him for no value. Right. Well, especially if, you know, Zeke or Ramondre gets hurt here in, in the next, you know, few weeks or something, and you don't have any depth behind them at all. You I mean, you're just right to Kevin Harris, and there's somebody else on the practice squad who... Uh, there's a running back Patrick on the practice Taylor. squad? Yeah, Patrick Taylor. I, I know. Well, that's Remember there was, a, there was a time, Fred, where I knew all yeah. the practice squad guys. Uh, Evan <laughs> that has time left, has passed. Evan is left for practice, so when he gets back, we'll get that update. Uh, in the meantime, let's go to Ide in Florida. What's up, Ide? Um, I've been listening. It's my first season listening to you guys, and I've been a fan for about 15 years. So nice. I just wanted to say, um, welcome. I really wish I would have started uh, listening earlier. 
Well, you can go back and I listen to the archives. question I wanted <laughs> to ask Please you don't. guys. Um, sadly, Evan left, but I was going to say, what team do you think would be uh, better? If you put a prime Tom Brady on this roster or if you put a Mac Jones on, like, our 16, 17, 18 rosters where we went to three consecutive Super Bowls? Um, so I just wanted to get your guys' That's a great that. question. Which team would be better? That's okay. a, uh, yeah. that's a good introduction. Thanks, Ide. That's a good introduction, though. Brady. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Don't you think that's a Brady good question? Brady on this team, yes. I, you know, everybody's healthy again. Yeah. Or I think Brady on this team. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do too. And <laughs> you're lucky you picked that way because after how good you told me the defense was yesterday, <laughs> that was the right answer for you. Thank very, you. very consistent. Thank you. You were very consistent there. Yeah. I would agree with you guys. Yeah. It gives you nightmares trying to think of Mac trying to hit Cooks downfield. You'd be like, oh, they're not getting my guy the ball. They would have to do a double pass. Somebody, <laughs> somebody, some people say, you know, Brady on Foxborough High. Would be, but, you know. yeah, Foxborough High's got some big kids, I'm telling you. I saw yeah. them play a few weeks ago. They got a 300-pounder. Yeah, they it's moved their way all the way down to Division Five. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. Thankfully, I don't have to worry about playing them because the MIA uh, decided to ban us from the postseason. Okay, did, Paul started. Do the division still work? Like division one is the best, and division because like the I'm biggest. Like, yeah, it's it's by just size, the biggest, but it's not quality yeah. of competition. No. Like, kind of well, like, no. But generally, those things correlate. There are don't they? there Bigger are plenty of teams in Division five that could like Foxborough is one of them. Yeah, could, you know, um, Hanover is another one. They could they could beat teams in higher divisions. Um, yeah, Fenwick. Fenwick has beaten teams in higher divisions this year, but they couldn't play with like St. John's Prep or CM. Yeah, those they're are just too plus. big. Yeah, King Philip too fast, and they too recruit. <laughs> uh, Al's in Wisconsin. What's up, Al? Hey, uh, so I've got a taken development that I kind of wanted uh, your right. thoughts on. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so I, I'm thinking, obviously we've been talking a lot about what the future is going to be. And I think most people here agree that they'd certainly like to see the season played out and then Bill and the team sort of part ways amicably and kind of move on to the future. But then I'm seeing like uh, the, the news about the contract coming out. And then the other day on the radio, Bill saying that, you know, he can't possibly be coach and GM and it feels like he's sort of absolving himself of that. So I, I almost feel like Bill is setting himself up to be like, hey, they're going to have to fire me if I'm not here next year. Like, I'm not taking responsibility for this. And I'll take it off the line. Thanks, yeah. guys. Uh, uh, I, I didn't am, take I am, it like that. I'm a thousand percent with Al. Okay. I do think that he's there's something to it. You think he's absolving himself? I think he's trying to say both. Like, he, he's sort of separating himself from – the personnel side, I don't think that's working because I don't think anybody buys it. But more importantly, I think he's trying to say, yeah, I'm not just going to make it easy for you and walk away. I intend to keep coaching, and if you want another coach here, you're going to have to fire me. Well, do you, do you think he was also kind of telling us that some of my duties have been taken away? I don't. No? no I don't think so. No, I don't. I, I think this is somewhat maybe just another one of these situations where it feels like he's kind of – I feel it was almost with the, the we have to reset this week, that line. You know, he's saying these signs that, that there's these, like, little sayings that the GM thing, like, that he doesn't really mean it that way, but then he kind of paints himself into a corner, and then he doesn't – he's not able to, like, 
really get out of it and be like, look, I just meant we have to reset like we always do, start over in the week, forget this game, refocus on next week. We're not going to blow everything up tomorrow and try to figure it out. You know, like I think that's what he really meant, but then everyone's like, oh, my God, they're going to reset everything. And then, it, you know, so I just feel like he's getting himself into these situations that yeah. he's not going to dig himself out of because it would take him, like, having to explain something he said, and so he just lets everybody kind of run with it. Well, yeah, because bottom line is he kind of doesn't care right. what we think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But did you catch the one thing where he caught himself? And he was talking about, you know, personnel and coaching. And he said, you know, when I talk, something along the line that when I talked to him, meaning Matt Groh, and then he corrected himself, uh, the department. Yeah. You know, like, so it was almost like he didn't want people to think that Matt Groh has power and I have power and we talk with each other. It was more department to department. Yeah. You know. And I also think that he. I, I've been around this whole time of his era. I've never heard him say how difficult it would be to handle both of those jobs at the same time. I think that was an effort to say, you know, this isn't all on me. Yeah. The, the roster yeah. got here as a collective, not not just yeah. uh, not just my fault. Well, I but I also took it as, hey, I, you know, these guys do their job, you know, and and I trust them to do their job. And when there's something that they need to talk to me about they talk to me about but the it. bottom line is he has final say on the roster yeah, yeah. and i don't but, think there's any like but i don't think there was ambiguity any... to that at right. all but i think he tried to make it sound that way yeah oh i, I, I see i didn't take it that way like he was saying that he no still didn't have full control it's a full-time coaching is a full-time job yeah oh well, that's i don't know that's i mean well i know he, i know the, he didn't mean he, it well, but that's but, what he yeah, said no yeah. but this time of the year to your point mike yeah. but i think this time of the year he's focused on getting ready for washington and they're focused on personnel, which yeah. that's their job. And when they need to consult me, they do. Yeah. I, I think I think it was pretty – it was that simple. But I – I think he's trying to distance himself okay. from the talent. Yeah. I don't know. But if, if he's doing that, then he's saying, I'm not making the choices. Right. So then we, let's make it official. <laughs> like, I think know? he's trying to make it vague. Like this isn't – you know, oh, maybe it's not all on him. Well like, – because right now, wouldn't you say that the worm is turned on Bill um, in the court of public opinion? Oh, yeah. It's, I don't know what the percentage is, but it, it – At least the more la- vocal. Last year at this time, I don't think you had more than 20% of the people saying that it might be time to make a change. Oh, I think it was more than that then. I think it's a lot more than that now. I think the moment Brady won that Super Bowl, it changed. Yeah, I don't think that people wanted to get rid of Bill. I mean, we still have passionate defensive Bill. Well, I think the people they – were, they were less emboldened. So they were silent, but now they, they oh, yeah. feel emboldened to say it because I think they were always there. Yeah. Well, peop- I think there was always people that didn't like Bill. Yeah. But they recognized that he was a great coach. Now the people that don't like him also are wondering how great was he ever? Yeah. Which, you know, that never happened. And yeah. I think that you get some of that. Now, I, again, I don't know what the number is, but to Fred's zeitgeist thing, zeitgeist. Yep. Yeah, zeitgeist. It's but definitely in the zeitgeist that I, more people than not want him gone. I mean, twenty twenty. The, the decision last year with Patricia and what they did, the offense. Like, that might have. That might have been the. That that's hurt. the thing. That hurt. Like I think twenty twenty. You know, Brady goes to a stacked team. It's COVID. Give you know, Bill it's a chance a crazy to rebuild year. it. You know. Like you know, you know. I mean, we all know how miserable I was when Brady won that one. But you know, <clears throat> I wasn't really. And then it, it felt like when they drafted Mac. I mean, I remember 
stand out on that mm-hmm. field when the mat came in and you know felt like kind of COVID had passed and we were all out on the field and it felt like things were going back to normal. <laughs> we got the quarterback all right here. We, we had a great free agency. You know, it felt like here He's, we go. Mike is right about that. Good start. Good start to the season. Like, oh, you know, some tough ones, but man, this kid no can play. No one wanted back until we drafted him. Yeah, and then, you know, and then as Paul then was said, like, right after that Buffalo, back, the Buffalo wind win and then you went on the break. And we got the best quarterback. I mean, we didn't have to trade up. Chess. Checkers. <laughs> right. We just sat there yeah. at 15 and let him come to us. We like no one wanted him until they drafted him. Then he became the best quarterback in the draft. Now he slipped back to number two. Well, that though, year he was, even though I don't think he is the number. Not ha- not for anybody that was watching, including you. Well, by the way. no, I knew that eventually. Including you, by the way, you saw he had, he that had Trev- the best that year. Trevor Lawrence could play. Oh, I knew that. Oh yeah, but he you had. Love him. Technically speaking, he had the best year of any quarterback. Like, I would of that love, class. believe me, I would he love did. to snarkily make fun of you for saying things like that. You didn't. You were always no, Trevor Lawrence, I, I, and I and I and I said it that year. Yes, you did. Of course, yeah. I because I knew what Trevor Lawrence was going to be. And Fred knows I compared to what Mac was going to be. So there's <laughs> right no doubt. Here. But if you want to make the case, who had the best year that season? It was Mac. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. did. You know, but that. I knew that Trevor was better. Right. You know? But that's, I mean, that's kind of been the last three years. And then, you know, the, the decision with, with Patricia was just the doozy. Uh, let's go to Eldred, North Carolina. Hey, Eldred. Hey, fellas. How y'all doing today? All right. Hello, Eldred. Deuce. Yo. Deuce. I'm going to always jump on you just like, uh, yeah. who's that? Just said he's my quarterback, uh, jumping on Tom Brady to move to a stacked team. Yeah. He had to do the same Terrell thing Owens. do. Learn the team and the players. But he won, you know. So, that's yeah. just Brady. But uh, I got one question for you. I know y'all talking about the, the personnel move. Let's say we go on a five-game five run, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And then we'll lose the rest of the game, right? Ain't the same guy making the choices next year with, with next year's draft and how you feel about it? So we end up 7-9. and nine. Obviously, mm-hmm. Mac had to have done something in order to be 7-9. and nine. I don't think so. No. I don't think so. Well, if you go five and four <laughs> with the rest of your games, it doesn't necessarily mean your quarterback played all that much. Well, I, I, probably he, I could see Paul's scenario. I mean, you could beat the Giants. You've seen him win some beat, games. You could beat the yeah, Commanders. You don't you feel great Colts. about it. That's true. Yeah, you don't feel great about it. That's yeah. But the Colts are going to so, score so, points. But, they they've scored points this year. You know. So the yeah, but what if they so. don't that day? Well, no. Yeah. But I'm just saying, looking ahead, who are these teams? The Colts are a team that has scored points. They're not yeah. like the Jets and the Giants. I agree, but maybe the defense wins those games. Yep. That's my point. Yep. Yeah. That could it's, happen. It's possible. The defense beat the Jets. Yep. Who built the defense? And, Bill. And again, yeah, right? If, if that guy makes the same choices that he's been making for the last 15 years, I've been saying get his butt off the gym, how would you feel? I, I wouldn't be happy. I, I mean, I, if they go 7-10 and, and and run it all back, I won't be happy. Me too. I'll be I'll be upfront about that. Now, yeah, I don't, I if don't, something that I don't envision happens and Matt just lights it up the second half of the year and they score thirty points, seven out of the nine games, and they finish the season red hot and go eight and nine or something like that, but they're scoring and all kinds of entertaining games, that's different. But if they just sort of slog through and win some and lose some, and it's the same offense that we've seen and it's the same defense that we've seen beating up on bad bad quarterbacks. I think they need to change. Yeah, I think you know they got a they got a backup. Com- they have a young kid who's never really done anything in Howell this week. They have a backup the next week. You thanks, know they're going to have a, probably going to have a backup against the Giants. Yeah. 
Like if they, they I absolutely can see them winning some of these games. Yeah. It's not going to tell me anything about any improvement. Yeah, that's true. I think it's just going to tell you how close to the bottom are they. You know, they're playing teams that are Denver, the Giants. I mean, these are, you know, bottom barrel teams right now. Only really, what, the Chiefs and the Bills are the are the really good ones. So, I don't know. You're just. I think you're going to know exactly where they stand at the end of the year. I think that Jets game is going to be a tough game. I think that with Jets, or without. I think, I think if the Jets, if the Jets, Jets, if the Jets have a chance to make the playoffs, I would say that the Jets will win that oh, game. Boy, what a game that would be. Uh, Lucas is in uh, on the line. What's up, Lucas? Hey, how's it going, guys? Okay. I called a couple of weeks ago about best of, uh, best <clears throat> free agent pickups when we're facing Steph, and uh, obviously we mentioned Judon, but I was got me thinking about like who's our best offensive uh free agent like with it i i think the cheap answer is you know edelman obviously but is it like amandola like i don't know like and are we going to attract any real free agents in the offseason and i know paul's going to say if you pay him they'll come but <laughs> oh yeah oh but i i do agree with that but that's your question is still valid will they pay them after they did that in 21 and it didn't work that's yeah, a i mean it's a good question best offensive free agents that we find the best like free the agent offensive player best offensive player they like signed true as a free, free agent, agent true free agent so it doesn't count moss or welker cooks right cook that was that, a trade yeah, right. that was a trade oh, that was too. a trade they, they have a lot pick, of trades right? but free yeah. agent addition Brandon offensively lafell i don't know it's got to be amandola and then amandola maybe, maybe. waters welker was a restricted free agent right Welker was right. a trade. Oh, he was yeah. a trade too. Yeah. yeah, he was a restricted yeah, free yeah, agent, but they they ended up trading for him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have a lot. Um, Corey yeah. Dillon. That was a trade. Trade. All right. Yeah. But so, right. like, luck, he, but you can <laughs> see. Okay. Thanks, Lucas. You can sort of see it's sort of deceiving. It's, it's deceiving. Right. Yeah. Well, it's it's trying to it's I like mean, it's, there's a lot of good players they've acquired as uh, you know from other organizations offensively. Yeah. Just because none of them were free agents doesn't mean. You know, it's probably Amendola. He's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick says, Deuce is 1,000% correct. It's, I agree. I don't even know I what know. we're talking about. It's though. not Here just Bill the GM. It's also Bill the coach. The team hasn't been well coached in a few years. All the trend lines are going the wrong way. But most importantly, I don't feel Bill is the same coach he used to be. I'm going to keep saying it. Bill has lost his 100-mile-per-hour fastball and now is just a good coach amongst other good coaches. Nothing exceptional yeah. about the coaching on this it's team. It's like Detroit Tigers' Frank Tanana. He's just got to learn how to throw a knuckleball. Still that's painting all. the corners at ninety-two. He can still <laughs> coach. He's I, and I believe that. I, I, I st- no one will ever tell me that he's not a great coach. Oh yeah. Now is he doing a great job right now? Currently, probably not. Right. But I, I saw this guy do enough as a coach that I, right. I'm pretty comfortable saying that I feel like he's a great coach. Like I'm sure there are other. I, I mean, it's hard to think of one off my off the top of my head, but of you know, just great coaches that the team kind of fell apart around them, and you know, I know Bill's GM, so it's kind of a unique scenario, but. You know, they're, they're still great coaches, and then you know, just because this team kind of fell apart, you lost. Yeah, they some weren't guys, able to put it back you know, together, and he could maybe go somewhere else and still do it. But you know, I like like I per my earlier rant, um, <laughs> you know, it's just it's not a well coached football team, and it, I, can, no, I can't tell you that, that it has been. It's it's been frustrating. Uh, Parker from Manhattan uh, sent an is- interesting email. Parker. We were talking about the ineligible man downfield role. Oh, so he great. went to he went so to that one, no wonder why you find it so no, interesting. But, <laughs> well, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but he went to ChatGPT to get an explanation, oh, oh, and great. it was good. I, I've lost. I'm not going to read it all, but there's four points: a level level playing field, safety, strategic integrity, and clarity for officials and viewers. In there's description oh, of what like, each of those mean, like which clarity which I made like sense. That. But then he went further. 
He also I, used. I'm taking it a step further. He also used ChatGPT to analyze the hosts. Oh God. Of oh boy. Patriots yeah. Unfiltered. All right, now, that, now I, I'm interested. I really have no interest in this. <laughs> and so this is interesting. Yeah. So uh, ChatGPT, according to this AI, Paul Perillo, known for his deep understanding of the game in the New England Patriots, he is often seen as a voice of reason on the show, providing analytical insights and well-reasoned arguments. <laughs> even, even I would say that's a stretch. Well, uh, Mike Dussault <laughs> huh? Brings a fresh perspective to the show with a fresh mix of analysis and fan insights. There you go. He's been recognized for his balanced views and passion for the game. Okay. And his love of silver pants <laughs> and hoodies. And cutoff hoodies. Fred Kirsch, as the show's moderator, Fred has the challenging role of keeping the discussions on track while injecting his own thoughts. He's known for his humorous takes and keeping the show lighthearted. Okay. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, yeah. I would agree. A I, you do have a tough that. job. Now, this you is have the, the hardest job. This is the one I have a problem with, ChatGPT. Uh -oh. uh -oh. Eric Scalavino. <laughs> appreciated for his attention to detail and his commitment to providing accurate information. He's known for backing <laughs> up his points and facts with stats, making him a reliable source of information. Well, I did, do still watch. Did Eric write Was this supposed to be Evan? <laughs> well, no. He's got Eric Scalavino. No. Okay. Does Evan have one? Yeah, I mean, accurate. he does have one. I had the the thing, nope. the key one that you know I raised an eyebrow at was accurate information. Accurate yeah. information. How many times did he come off like he was, the, and then we would look it up and no, that's not it. <laughs> you know, you're talking about like plane, just life in general, or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I thought we were just talking about the Patriots. Uh, yeah, so I thought that was interesting. So Thank he doesn't have one for Evan. He no. doesn't. So no. I wonder if that's supposed to be Evan. Maybe. Well, we'll see. But, but confused. maybe Parker, if you want to uh, do one specifically for Evan. Yeah. Thanks for being that be good. That'd thanks be for fun. being kind to me. Obviously, you inputted the right stuff. Did it say what me. the question was? Well, he doesn't input anything. He just says, "Tell me, tell me what who Paul Perillo is." is I think so. That was a question. Give us an analysis. What was the prompt? Because they go and yeah, don't you have to prompt something? I mean, I don't prompt know. It. I, you know, listen to prompts. Maybe it goes like because on, right on the Apple, on you the, know, on the Apple, people give reviews of the pot. So maybe it's based on reviews from listeners, or maybe I don't know. Chat, like find Reddit that, threads about I find that hard to believe based on my email and, tw and tweets, <laughs> my ats. I was hoping they were going to be like Paul also appears on ninety eight point five the Sports Hub. Like you know, I needed like yeah, some, some factual on, information. I'll be on that my show. Today. Backed it up. Oh. Tease it. Maybe we should tease the shows next week, too. Yeah. Yeah. You actually don't have Evan as a host. I just typed in, tell me about Patriots Unfiltered, and it has hosted by Paul Perillo, Eric Scalavino, Mike Dassault. Oh, that's You even have Fred's name in here. No Megan? Wow. Wow. Okay. Deuce. I guess. PP in the deuce. PP in the deuce. Do you have a plan of attack today for your show? I do not. Get a tangle. I know the McDaniel stuff is on their minds, which I'm not overly interested in. Um, and I kind of told them so, but I still think it's going to be coming up. Um, and then it's just a continue of like our, our conversation. Just how do you fix this? Yeah. How do you fix this? Uh, Chris with a T-I-A-N. Great discussion about acquiring and re-signing players. The big problem I see, there is simply no core of this team, no five to ten players. They can say, okay, this yep. is who we are building around. I worry about uh, re-signing the big three of Duggar, Uche, and Awenu. I have flashbacks to the Jones, Collins, and Hightower where the only yeah. ended up signing Hightower. Also, I don't think this big three is as good or worth resigning. I think like they'd be signed simply because they have the need. However, who is pulling the trigger this offseason will determine that. And P.S. Good luck today, Paul, from 4 to 5 on Felger and Maz. Hopefully, 
He can get through his weekly segment without Jimmy playing snorting bill drops and the boys crackling like hyen- hyenas. Like last week was just like they're playing a bill drop that was like over the top, even for Bill with the snorts and all. Yeah. I was like, you guys have 19 other hours a week to do this. Why do you have to do it in the one hour a week that I spent with you? Just in case someone's listening and I like yeah. get ripped for yeah. like smirking or laughing. Because it's funny. I mean, I'm not denying that, but, you know, how about a little something for the effort? Uh, Gavin says, to your point on keeping players that work for them, if they kept players that work in their scheme, why not keep them? Uh, if they, if they have players that work in their yeah. scheme, why not keep them? Maybe. I, uh, I, it would make it easier in future drafts by not having to waste picks on replacements. This way they can focus more on upgrading than gap filling. Right, and that's why I don't like some of the draft picks. Like even this year, and the jury's still out, but it's Gonzalez, White, Mapu. Two of those guys, I mean, Gonzalez was a definite need, huge need. And I'm not saying that because he's he looks like he's going to be a good player based on the first three games. But White and Mapu just added layers of depth yeah. that you don't need to have. Now, my my guess is, you, you, you know, they, they probably will. They'll probably let some of these guys go and plug those guys in for a year, and then those guys will go, and, and the vicious cycle continues instead of just identifying – a half dozen guys that you say, okay, these this this guy we took four years ago is good enough. Yeah. Well, let's just take him, and then in, the, in this draft three years later, maybe we can find a wide receiver. You know, maybe we don't have to worry about finding some targets or you know, uh, seeing if he can get a distressed asset like Devontae Parker, who you know was on Miami and it was okay in Miami, but they didn't need him because they were going with a different s- system that they felt like he wasn't really suited for. So, hey, perfect for us. We can swoop in and get him. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> you get what you pay for. And guess what? We've got Evan. Evan has returned from practice. Evan has returned from practice. Yeah, Evan has returned from practice. What was the mood? Who wasn't there? What did he see? All right, Evan. On this cool day out there, temperature-wise, how it, was it? It is chilly. It's yeah. crisp. It, I did not enjoy that piece of this. Uh, anyways, four absences at Patriots practice. We can get to the mood in a oh second. Boy. Oh, four uh, abs- four absences. Uh, wide receiver Devontae Parker, uh, Trent Brown, yeah. Calvin Anderson, and, and the worst one, Pharaoh Brown. What? Ooh. Oh, wow. not the Pharaoh guys. Oh. Oh, Good wow. for Jawan. So right. Jawan Bentley was there, but not moving a lot. Were they not in pads? Doing though? A lot. They yeah. were in pads. They were yeah. in pads. And okay. Jawan Bentley, I would say, was not participating oh. in that. So part. you wouldn't be surprised if he is a DNP Correct. when the report comes out. But later. I do think it's good that he was yeah. there. Walk, walking around. Because that means that, you know, he's trying to get I in. I think Trent Brown game. is just. Yeah, we don't worry see about you, him. Veteran day off. <laughs> see you Sunday. Yeah. 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 Yep. Even though he's the only real tackle they have. Well, we don't worry about him. Yeah, see you Sunday. Yep. So um, 44 degrees on my Apple Watch. What would, what did it feel Munoz, like out there? Gotten it out again. It was it was chilly. It was brisk. And, uh, the, you know, there's a lot of people that were definitely moving around and, you know, trying to, to – to, keep the, the body this is the media it's you're talking that, about yeah that so, cold huh? it's, it's people cold. Un- un- underdress i think it was oh, more yeah. i think it was more the underdressing 
Yeah, we're just all ticked up to forty. You know, I got my 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 fall jacket today, yeah. and it's 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 close to like winter jacket temperature. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Uh, now on Sunday, it's going to be I think close to sixty. Right? It's going to be nice. I was just looking at the Frankfurt weather, but uh, yes, I believe it's yeah. going to be nice this weekend. Okay. So I have 57. 57, 57. Cloudy, but but for those of us interested, it looks like Frankfurt's going to be no no. It doesn't look like rain right now for when we're there. So yeah, okay. What's the temperature there? We we'll get there when we get like Frankfurt? fifty in the fifties. Fifty. Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll. Um, I know. So, given the weather, given <laughs> the temperature, <laughs> what was the mood of the players? Oh, uh, the players, uh, they see still seem. Like players, like into it, you know. I don't know. I mean, Still I keep on. Work. I keep on trying to. I really, seriously, yeah. I, I keep trying to find some quit. You know, like I, I keep looking for it, and I, I keep trying to find if there's any sort of look of quit or or you know moping around or whatever. And I didn't see a whole lot of that. So yeah. I was leaving here yesterday, and um, one of the gentlemen that works works for the stadium, you know. Um, I don't know if he was like a maintenance guy, maybe. I'm not sure exactly what department, but he's um, – Paul he, doesn't pay attention to those some guy. No, no, no. Some dumb guy. No, I, I, I didn't say that. <laughs> he knew who you were. <laughs> well, I mean uh, – <laughs> Mr. Perillo. Mr. He, Perillo. He, he didn't say Mr. He said Paul. But we were talking, and as we were walking out, he's like, you know, he goes, I was just – and I was just down around like with the players. There's a bunch of guys and like they're like laughing and joking around. And I said, one of the things that really shocked me when I first started working here 100 years ago was you get on the plane after a loss and you'd have no idea if they won or lost. Like the game's over. I I know they all care, but the game's over and it's time to move on. Like that's the way they like to Evan's point. Like you're looking for indications that people are upset i think you'd be hard pressed to find that you weren't on the plane in 07 oh, oh, I, oh. I, that was different yeah i actually was on the plane yeah, in 07 with, with, a, with a lot of the players and that's an example like i remember like the post-game party well yeah that was i didn't like that at all i remember like going like i felt like i was going up to players like almost like um i'm sorry and like eh. And I'm not going to name any names because I don't want people to think that these guys didn't play hard and think and didn't care. But they were like, like, "Yeah, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> you know, like they 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 whooped us. Yeah. They you know they were better than us today. And you know we did when you don't bring it, that can happen. We you know they they were more physical than us. I talked to like five or six different guys after yeah. that game. You'd never well, know. I I saw the you'd lineman, never know. I saw the lineman walk into the hotel and tell the hotel to turn the highlights off Ooh, on the TV. Yeah. Yeah, Those I'm sacks. like I, I'm like that. Like, yeah. maybe not as much anymore. But when I was oh, growing me, up, oh, it's, me too. Next day, highlights. No, oh, no yeah. chance. Yeah. I, I mean, I still haven't seen any of the Super Bowls that they lost. Remember the again. the <laughs> We Are Killing the Patriots? The oh, yeah. Sh- yeah, Shannon yeah, Sharp. Yeah, hell yeah! I was so mad I after bet. that me game. Too. Yeah, I w- yeah. and I was an adult. I yeah. wasn't just a kid. <laughs> I was so mad he after that. Threw game. Threw a sippy cup across the room. <laughs> yeah, goo goo ga, goo goo Cody writes in, Mike. Giving a sob story tone about how awful it is to root for a team to lose is insane. You don't have to do that at all. If you're a fan, cheer for your team. Good God, what are we even talking about on this show today? Now, oh, jeez. That took a turn. I don't think a misunderstood that turn right F- there. Finger wag. I don't yeah. think it's that serious. There's nothing worse than the finger wag, especially when it's wrong. <laughs> 
Um, somebody, Sebastian from Clifton, New Jersey, says ChatGBT is trained on older internet information. I'm not 100% certain, but it probably still thinks Tom Brady is the quarterback. Oh, okay. Anywho, <laughs> quick prediction. I don't want this, but I believe the Patriots will bring back BB and Mac for the duration of Mac's rookie contract, whatever that may be. And BB will ride off into the sunset with his record, and the Crafts save themselves the embarrassment of letting two goats walk away from the organization and have success elsewhere. Love the show, and thank you for all you do. I think that's ambitious. Do you, do you think that's a real thing about like not wanting to let someone else walk away? Do you think they're worried about about that? Like you know that he might go somewhere else and, and win somewhere else? Like oh, you know, I don't know about win somewhere else, but just but not not having a, 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 a I nice th- departure. I think, I think being tied to the end of Parcells, the end of Brady, and the end of Belichick is something that the Kraft family thinks about. Mm. Um, I don't know about the record. I'm yeah. just talking about you have arguably two of the greatest coaches. And you're taught, you know, you, you actually could could add. I mean, Carroll's going to be a Hall of Fame coach too. Yeah, probably. I just wonder, like, with the the whole. So Bill's seventy two, and w- he will be. And he talks about how it, he really didn't feel like he had the Patriots up and running until like oh three, right? I think he says like three years or something like that. Yeah. So at seventy two, he's going to move to a different team, and then get the program up and running from scratch. And unless he goes to win. like the Chargers, but but he's still in his mind. I feel like he's still going to think yeah. I still have to get my, my yeah. right. program. Okay. Yeah, my I don't scheme. think he has any interest in going somewhere else. It just yeah. seems like a lot. Yeah, I. I but I think he would if if he got fired. I think he would like. I don't think he wants to, but I think he would. Uh, Matt says from Newport Beach that the free version of ChatGPT only goes up to 2021, so that would explain why no Evan. Somebody did a ChatGPT. Who are all the hosts? What are they like? Yeah. And uh, it's pretty good. It, it didn't have you in there, but that would explain it. Yeah, it goes only. Goes I want to know. Could, you could ask him who Clintus's Evan Lazar is. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> talk that talk that talk. <laughs> you almost did it again. <laughs> <laughs> that was almost two s bombs. Caught myself that time. <laughs> um. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of good emails. Let's get to the phones. Um. Matthews in New Mexico. <laughs> What's up, Matthew? Matt, what is he mowing the lawn? What, Morse, Matthew Morse code. Beep, 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 beep. Matthew, New Mexico. He's near Los Come Alamos. in, New Mexico. That sounds like when when Will was little and I used to go out and cut the grass and he would be behind me with the little fake lower with the little pop the bubble mower. Let's listen. Sounds like Oppenheimer from New Mexico. I'm even worried. Did you see that? What do you think he's doing? No, not yet. What do you think Matt's doing? I want to. Oh no, that's line three. That's not Matt. That's line three. That's not. That's the. Uh, we had no problem with line three when Hardy was yeah. taking the call. Is that right? He yeah. did amazing. Well, maybe it's a uh, chat. Et says, "I'm sorry, I couldn't find any specific information about an individual named Evan Lazar from Clintus." <laughs> thank <laughs> wow. you, thank you, thank wow. you. Wow, have you been scrubbed off the internet? Yes. <laughs> never had jury duty. Been scrubbed off yeah, the internet. Uh, Jeff's in Texas. Never had. Hey, one Jeff. Lesson. Hey, hi guys. Hey, hi, uh, I have a, a question and a, a comment about uh, uh, Fred. You were talking about the operating budget. And, of course, like you said, nobody really knows exactly. But um, so my question is, like, I know the Cowboys are, like, the richest team. Uh, aren't the Patriots, like, second or third behind them? I believe they're third. In terms of value. Worth. worth. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, see, that that's value. different. Okay, so, okay, well, so my question is, like, remember during the uh, um, DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes, and, you know, we're all disappointed because we didn't get him, 
But um, and then I believe it was after that Kraft came out and said, I don't remember the exact words, but he said something like, "I've always given Bill everything he asked for." Do you remember that? Yeah, no, yeah, and I mentioned did. that quote. And, yeah, he did. But say the thing that like we that. leave out is everything he asked for. Dot dot dot. Did he mean within the budget? Like we don't know. Well, that yeah, that's a good question. And then and then to further that point, I'm just wondering, like, um, two other points to that is like one. Do you think that um, between Kraft and Belichick there was some fallout discussions about, you know, overpaying for um, uh, John o. Smith and Aguilar, you know, and that they were kind of a bust as far as, you know, the budget? Well, I think I think at that year the Patriots had a lot of cash. They had a lot of available money, and I don't think that was necessarily over budget because remember a lot of teams because of COVID. They reduced the salary cap, and a lot of teams were in a bind. So the Patriots were like one of the few buyers that season. Yeah, but they still set a record they, for, for money spent. Yeah. For the Patriots. No, no for, for the NFL. NFL history. For the NFL? For free agent class. But, yeah. I, I t- but, but, but it, it, what, it wasn't the same. I'm, no, it it was. It, it, I hear what you're saying, but to to Jeff's point, right, Jeff, right? I, I think that uh, that he's right in asking that question. I do think that there was obviously buyer's remorse on some of the players from I do that, too. that 21 free agency class, and I don't think that they're necessarily inclined to just open up the checkbook again for a hundred million dollars well, in salary caps. Think, <clears throat> no, but I think my point my point is on that year. I think Robert Kraft was, was all in. Just as much, I think I, he was. I don't disagree. I think he, I think he was all yeah, in. But I, think I, he, I don't think they had to twist his arm. To no, do that. I think he no. desperately wanted to do it. It was coming off of Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl, right? So, he was all in. Absolutely, yeah. that's why they paid all that money. So, so I don't think they. So would if do there's that buyers again. remorse, I'm, I'm it's Paul. everybody. It's, but, it's, right, no, no, no. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but I'm just saying, Paul. What Paul just said, I I'm inclined to think that they wouldn't do that again because every single time we've spoken. Uh, to Mr. Kraft since he's mentioned about building through the draft and how you can't, you know, he said it at the time that teams that spend like that in free agency, it doesn't work. Like right. it's not a long-term well, plan. See, I would hope though, if they, if, but if the, uh, he didn't, he didn't try to, uh, you know, spend more to get DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. I think that DeAndre Hopkins isn't a Patriot Thanks, because Jeff. of Bill Belichick, not because of Robert Kraft. Yeah. I honestly do. I think you, you're telling me that he wouldn't have wanted, he, you know, you could give him, Eight million, but not twelve million. That was the now. If you want to tell me he was looking for a hundred million, that's something Robert Kraft's got to sign off on. But I don't think the difference between a couple of million for for a short term deal was the the deal breaker. To, to your point, Fred, we don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's just my feeling. My I, feeling is Bill didn't want to go any higher for him because I think he felt like the salary structure of the wide receiver class in on this team right now. Would have been affected by someone that you're bringing in from the by outside. By someone better, than and he doesn't, and he doesn't like to do that. Yeah, no. yeah. Despite what Robert Kraft said, I would hope that if the opportunity arises again where they have, they, they will, can, they can get two or three guys yeah. oh. in in a particular free agent class, you know, and reasonably, you know, I know this was the most ever spent, but. It, it was reasonable at yeah, that time. I think they'll add some players. I think they should. Yeah, well, I, I don't, mean, think, I don't think a lot of those contracts were reasonable. They, they, like they, you shouldn't, think they, were. they shouldn't. You the buyer's it. remorse aside, they shouldn't. That shouldn't stop them from doing it again. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have $100 million in cap space yeah. going into next yeah. year. I mean, so they're going to have that But I don't think they're spending $275 million of real money, I'll tell you that. You I know, just, that's I, what they spent that time. I just wonder, and, and this is 
it now, and nowadays, and may, maybe T. Higgins will end up being an exception just because of the situation. But now, in order to acquire like players like that, you have to trade for them. Like teams aren't just letting those guys get to free agency anymore. So it, maybe it won't be spent the exact same way. I think the problem w- with the twenty one experiment was they only shopped in free agency. So they were working in a pool of players that were available for nothing at the time. Right. And that when you get to free agency, you're talking about a, a certain tier of player. Like if you're you're not letting guys like T Higgins most of the time, he doesn't hit free agency. Like AJ Brown didn't hit free agency. Tyree Kill wasn't a free agent. They traded for him. Right. Because the the, the teams want something for. No, him. that's a fair point. So if they're going to spend like crazy again next offseason, I feel like it's going to have to be done differently. Yeah, the great ones don't get to free agency. Right. right. And, and just because they didn't have one of those sort of blockbuster, you know, 6-year, 120 million dollar contracts, they had at least two, if not three guys specifically answer the question why the Patriots because they offered me the most money that year Kendrick. yeah yeah, yeah I think Aguilar did too and I, want, and I want to say Judon, Judon but I don't think did. it was a strong market it wasn't no 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 yeah. but th- they were the only one but that doesn't mean they got these guys cheap no I it's my point I, I know like they, they spent a they lot spent of money lot on of money. those guys not, it wasn't like yeah you know every guy they like Jalen Mills was a was a to me an outrageous contract it doesn't have to be an 80 million dollar guarantee for it to be uh, an overpay, but but yeah. didn't it seem easy? Like they just signed these guys easily. Well, like the one, this- the one that really stood out was they signed Jonu Smith, and then like four days later they signed Hunter Henry. Well, I think it was like right. a day later. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, how are they getting both? Well, of these remember, guys? we had to have because they're paying more money than anybody else was offering for these guys. We That's had to ha- why we had to have an emergency Patriots unfiltered we had, because we had a these guys were coming in like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like oh my gosh. I can't believe it. It was right. crazy. Yeah, but that's the like Hunter Henry, Jalen Mills. Those are a certain skill level. Sure. And, and like, I just feel like that was, that's what you got to learn from that free agency class is really the only guy that moved the needle, moved the needle was Judah. Judah. And he was, I think, an exception because of things going on in Baltimore that they, he ended up being kind of the odd man out in their roster. But that's, that's the exception of the rule. Like the most of the time it's the other guys. If you feel like, maybe you don't, I'm not putting words in anyone's mouth, but if you feel like they overpaid for some of those free agents, can you imagine what they'd have to pay T Higgins? Yeah. Who everyone else is going to want to. Right. And I think that's like part of the lesson though, is that don't, don't try to carpet bomb, like go, go specific and get, you know, just get the Jude on or, you know what I mean? And fill those other holes in. It's just, I think there's such a talent void right now that that's like, we need studs. Well, we need guys who can play, not a bunch of B players who are going to make us a solid well, team in theory. But it is – I mean, remember when it happened, Paul. We sat on this show and said, you know, okay, they signed all these guys. The odds are they're not all going to work out. No. It never works that yeah, way. Right. You know? And, I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, at the time I liked what they did. I liked that they were all young players kind of coming off their first deals. It wasn't, you know, old guys that they were spending. I mean, it seemed like they understood where they were as a team at that point and – you know, they, they, I mean, I, I don't know where they would have been without a lot of those contributions, specifically, you know, Judon and Henry at, at the top of the list. I'm sure they'd probably put Godshaw on there, too. But, you know, I, I, I wouldn't. I, I don't I'd say they, they would. <laughs> but, you know, we'll see what they do. They do this year. I just think when you look at the free agents that are out there, it's it's a lot of that kind of stuff. You know, it's those yeah. like B guys. There's nobody out there. You're like, oh, man, we just signed this guy and this guy and this guy free agency. Like, we're good. We're starting. You know, it's 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 hard. It's yeah. hard to even play like fantasy like that. But that's why I would say, you know, back to the point about 
keeping some of the guys that they have coming up. It's like those are the, those are B B level guys. Yeah. Yeah. So if you keep the B level guys that you have in house and then stack A level guys on top of the B level guys, well now we're talking. Now you have yeah. a nucleus, right? Yeah. So it's like if you it, 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 the problem is is that they had so many holes in 2021 that they like you said they carpet bombed it because they had so many holes on the roster to fill but if you retain some of the younger guys that you actually like that are currently on your team well then maybe you won't have as many holes to plug so if you add t higgins on top of what's already exists on this roster currently like you're not missing all these pieces but if you don't re-sign Mike Onwenu now you need you know another starting lineman and if you don't re-sign Kyle Duggar now you probably need a safety and if you don't re-sign Josh Uche you probably or Jennings then you probably need edge guys and it's it just adds this like whole different thing do you, do you guys worry at all that those three don't want to sign back here like that they just would say you know what this is because I mean I think they've all had specific situations where you could maybe say you know maybe Onwenu doesn't love he wants to be a guard and he doesn't really want to move around and um, you know, Duggar, I, I'm not sure. He, he seems like a pretty good fit. But Uche, maybe he's looking for a bigger role. You know, like I can I can see reasons why those guys wouldn't necessarily be immediately slam dunks to come back just from their end, too. Yeah, yeah I think. Who's better, can... Uche or Chandler Jones? Chandler, Chandler Jones. When he was here. Yeah. Chandler yeah. Jones was at least an every down player. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I, I don't think he was a great run player either. I don't want to be a fraud. But he played every yeah. down. Yeah. And, yeah. Jones. More of an impact in the past. Um, Spee says, speaking of not rewatching losses, it's interesting that one of the least often discussed great Brady games is his extraordinary performance throwing for over 500 yards against the Eagles in the Super Bowl. I hate, hate, hate that his incredible work that day is kind of buried in my mind. Can you think of other awesome performances we avoid thinking about because they were part of a losing effort? No, because I Because we forget about that. <laughs> right. right. That, that, I, I, that's a good game, though. I don't think I've really looked at that game at all yeah. that one was really annoying that, to lose that game is weird for me as a sort of a brady apologist i know the numbers and i know what i i don't think he was as, i don't think he was as good as the numbers that day yeah. i've seen him better and yeah. i know that sounds silly because he's so good and he won so many games i thought they had some not that brady did anything wrong because i don't think he did but i thought some of the the production in that day was like really kind of accidental I can't. Oh, I, don't know, I, I can't man. comment on. I've forgotten it. <laughs> like, I'm not like, sure like, about like accident. Like like yeah, I don't know what the right I word think, is. I think that like there that, is a lot he of had like two punt, passes. He had, he had like two punts down the sideline to Amendola, who was like uncovered, and like but, yeah, they it, were like running yeah. around, and they just kind of like lost them. Like I've seen Brady just surgically tear people apart yeah. and lose. Fifty-one. Um, yeah, you know? like San Francisco 2012, I felt like they were down, they came back, they lost, but it was another one of those games yeah. that was almost a crazy comeback. Like, I even think, like, well, statistically, you, you can't, I mean, 517 yards is what it is. It's a record, you know, but I just don't think that he was – I've seen him better. Even, like, the 06 AFC Championship game in Indy, mm. I thought he was, you know, considering that team that he just, like, put that team on his back – and beat beat the Chargers the week before, and then he comes back and was within, you know, a minute or so of, of beating the the Colts. That was an amazing performance. Yeah, I don't in, remember in a loss. Yeah. I'm I don't trying remember to go with losses. The defensive coordinator was for the Eagles in that Super Bowl, but it seemed like a lot of the the yards in that Super Bowl were schemed. Like they just had guys that were wide open, like just Chris Hogan invisibility cloak type stuff. Like he had over <laughs> hundred yards what I mean. in that game, yeah. and I, not to take anything away from Brady. Yeah, but it's I'm not just, that he did anything yeah. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> You guys are so careful. I don't know, man. I, no, because I just like <laughs> I still believe if yeah. Brady had won yeah. that game, 
he would have retired. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I do. No. I think that's what. Well, it, why didn't he retire after eighteen then? Well, because <laughs> or twenty. Because there yeah. were other factors. <laughs> like he went. To there war. were other factors that, you know, he wanted to prove things. But the I think. TV show. And I think he, I think I think he had that <laughs> documentary all set to, wave goodbye, go out on top, well, and that sh- scuttled his plans. He oh, must be glad he, he didn't. Though. Did you? Right there. Scuttled. Scuttled. <laughs> Um, Joel says, um, as always, thanks for everything you do for us fans. (laughs) This is going to be real quick. Seeing Uh Paul calmly turn his back on the camera so he can finish his food is one of the best things about having video. (laughs) (laughs) Paul. I was throwing it away. The barrel's right there, guy. Uh, Last bite. Last bite. Oh, it's Fred. It was Fred's food. Got to get that last one down. That is good, Joel. That's Uh, real good. Let's see. That's uh, something I would do to, to somebody. That's why I like it. Nice ba- job. Nice ba- job. Balvin, what uh, you all were explaining is what an emailer said as well as Hardy. The Patriots have no real dogs, just a bunch of felines. <laughs> Brady ramping up everyone else is dog mentality. Now it just seems like guys are just happy to be there. The only two players I see that are dogs are Tavai and Deuce's guy, Bentley. The Patriots oh, aren't only uh, missing pe- talent I guys. Meant, I think he peppers. meant peppers. So Bentley qualifies. Uh, the Patriots really? aren't only missing talent dog. guys, but that wrong or right, they've got each other's back, and right now it's all individual. So I don't know. Um, I don't know. I think um, Judon is a guy that's supporting his teammates. I don't. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree that it's all individual. I just don't think that they have a lot of talent on the roster. Like yeah. I, 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 I don't go like I'm not a the little bit that we get to be around these guys. I don't like think that they are all in it for themselves and like hate each other. And I, I don't get that vibe. I just think that they just don't have a lot of talent, especially yeah. on offense. Yep. 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 Um, lots yep. of emails. Yep. Um, let's see, Trevor following up on the rant about Bill's philosophy for team building. I disagree that Bill doesn't want to build a high powered offense since 18 Bill has drafted Nikhil traded for Sanu signed the best tight ends available signed Drafted Taekwon high. All of those moves except Hunter Henry have failed, which is an evaluation problem, not a philosophy problem. But the the philosophy... It's all all in the same. It's all in one. Yeah, and I also would just say that all these teams did all that and then kept doing it. Like, the Eagles drafted Jalen Rager in the first round, and he was a Nikhil Harry-level bust. So what did they do the next year? They drafted Devontae Smith in the first round. Right. They kept trying. You well, know? it's like with tight ends over the years. They kept drafting tight ends until they got Gronk. You know, they didn't stop. But I think Bill deserves a chance to reset again. The only argument, in my opinion, for replacing Bill is if you want to pair our, your new young quarterback with a long-term coach. That's m- kind of my argument, oh. if we get a new one. Wouldn't you just love to hear Bill, like, candidly explain what what's gone wrong here? Like, candidly, just really... Like, oh, what's going on? I think wrong? it'd be I fascinating. I don't think you'd like yeah. any of the answers. I really don't. <laughs> like, well, I don't know. I, I, well, why would that I guy's not as good like as, him or not? That like guy's him. not good. That guy doesn't do what he's supposed to do. That's what I think. But these get. are all your guys. <laughs> no, that's, that's what, what I mean. No, no, no. If they just executed, if they just executed, yeah. we'd be fine. Well, he's getting ready. Him. Why did you pick guys that can't execute? Because he's getting ready for Washington, Deuce. He's not. It's not his job. I thought. Jack wants to know: Is T. Higgins that good, or is Jamar Chase always being doubled? Um, I think T. Higgins is pretty good. Yeah, I'm not. There, like, there, this is probably not the day for this, but like <laughs> the notion that like every like good receiver gets doubled on every single play just <laughs> is 
Whatever. It's, it's uh, Alex um, wants I to mean, know. I would say they have a good offense. They have a lot of options, and maybe he's not quite as good if he was the only option. I mean, I don't know, but so, yeah. I, I he's think a big dude. But I think T. Higgins is yeah. pretty good. I also yeah. would just say, like, in, you know, if T. Higgins is your number one guy, then that makes Pop Douglas's life easier. That makes Kendrick Bourne, if he's here, life easier. The tight ends. So then the t- the coverage just becomes tilted to T. Higgins, and then they have you know that makes it. Just the way that Jamar Chase tilts the coverage in Cincinnati. Uh, Alex and Warren, I don't have a chance to listen live, so forgive me if you talked about this already. I was wondering if you guys think that Mapu has a chance to play some off-the-ball linebacker this week. And moving forward, if Bentley does miss some time, it would be great to see him at his natural position instead of asking him to play deep safety against the most explosive receiver in the NFL. I just hope that the blown coverage on Sunday doesn't lead him to the bench and maybe leads to a shift in his usage. I, I think it's possible because you've got, you know, Mac Wilson playing a little more of an edge role now too. So, I mean, they, they if it's Tavai kind of taking over Bentley's role, you know, I could I could see maybe Mapu getting in there. I'd love it, but I don't know. I just, I've kind of tempered my expectations with him, you know, unfortunately. Like, I just, it's 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 been a tough I just go. haven't seen much of him at linebacker. Yeah. Nope. You know, didn't you make a comment yesterday about Brian Belichick saying he's, he's been in this safe? Safety. Was that yesterday? Yeah. He's, 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 the days all blend together. He's a safety, much to my chagrin. But I would like that um, emailer. I would like to see him. No, because I, I yeah. think yeah. that was like an indication that, oh, maybe he is trying to do some things that are a little different from his philosophy, Bill being. Yeah. You know, we're going to have a 218-pound <coughs> linebacker coming out of college, and we know that's much smaller than we normally have. But he's athletic, and he might be able to do some things that are different, but we haven't really yeah. seen him um, given the opportunity to I do that. I kicked myself for not bringing this up earlier, but what did you think of Bill O'Brien's comments that he's not involved in, like, the game day, you know, activation? Yeah, I hate it. And not yeah. even that. He said he wasn't involved in the trade deadline either. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, so he's the offensive coordinator, and Malik Cunningham is going to be part of the offensive game plan that week, and he didn't have any say in it? Right. That bugs me. Yeah, that did. Yep. Um, I want to mention. Not that he said it, that it that it is. Do you yeah. think that maybe I know we were running out of time, but do you think that he maybe said that to remove himself maybe. from the mess? Maybe, maybe <laughs> he's doing. Maybe he's yeah, doing the same I, thing that Belichick's doing. Yeah, yeah, but if if that's, that's not kinda, true, I'm I don't, employee I don't see number him OC. I don't know. That's just kind of the tra- the trade because he got asked the same question, but about the trade deadline. We know that you didn't make. You know that was a Matt Bill decision about Cunningham. What are you involved at all in the trade deadline? And I like. Fr- if Bill O'Brien, they, they should be going to Bill O'Brien and saying, "Hey, what do you need? Like, what 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 is it that's missing from this offense? What Everything. do you feel feel that you need?" And he could give them an answer. Uh, if they're not doing that, then that's that's malpractice. I mean, every yeah. you got to be doing that. And he just kind of, I I have to wonder if maybe he's like, "Hey, this is the personnel side of it, ain't me." Like yeah. everybody's like, "Yeah," but yeah. to me, like who plays on game day on offense is part of his job. Oh yeah, <laughs> there should be a meeting about right. that. Like, yeah. so what are we doing this week? What do you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the calendar like <laughs> hey, hey we can uh, do it for your webex if hey you want. bill like, bill o'brien we're gonna be not playing matt today okay well <laughs> just tell me any, who's playing before i don't have we get on the field that, so I, I just don't buy that but um coming up is john rook with the playbook but and we'll be back tomorrow but i just want to mention that next week is germany so i just want to yeah. for people's planning purposes we will not have a show on tuesday and wednesday because we're going to be scrambling Lots of us will be traveling on Tuesday. But you will receive total uh, <laughs> consciousness. But we will have shows our normal time on Thursday, live from Germany, and also on Friday. Special Friday Live edition. from Germany. So 12 to 2. Next week, shows Thursday and Friday, 12 to 2. 
East Coast Eastern, time. Yeah, yeah. Eastern. Yeah. 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 Same so time as usual. It'll be 6 in the evening where we are, but uh, for everybody else that's in the East Coast, uh, it'll be noon. And Catch-22, same thing as well. Yeah. So, so 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Yeah. Same time. Um, so just no shows Tuesday, Wednesday, but there will be shows Thursday, Friday. They'll probably week. be pretty fun, too, and different. Yeah. We're coming to be like yeah. – the why Patriots is it, House. Why is, why is that, Deuce? And the bars. Is there a bar? Is that what we're doing? Are the we, club. That's like a club. Is this true? Gibson's yeah. is this a club. Can, can we? Yeah. Is, is he, I, didn't like, say, I didn't say anything. <laughs> true what? Because fans have always wanted to see what, what it's like when Paul has a few in <laughs> Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, we can't do that? Uh, Afterwards. We're on the internet. <laughs> you can do it after. <laughs> it's an internet show. Come on. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that's a no. <laughs> yeah. I would say so. Playbook coming up. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts. The world's a rip.